Welcome to the Indie Comics section. Join us as we take you through the pages of some of the best stories and art available in comics. We'll talk to creators, hear about their inspiration and creative process, and then we'll read their comic and discuss it together. We hope you'll join us on this journey into some incredible comics and find some new favorites along the way. Everybody, it is the 100th episode of Indie Comics! That's not a sound effect for it. Like those party streamers. We things? did not pre-plan a sound effect, and I feel like this is off to a rocky start. But I'll, 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 I'll edit in I'm some so sorry. sound effects. I apologize a lot on this podcast. I'm not sorry. It's our hundredth episode, and you're gonna listen to our weird sound effects. Yeah, that's right, people hear that she's gonna two make of you the listen five now. people listening to this podcast <laughs> just turned it off um, yeah. it's our 100th episode this is so exciting i know it is I we know. made it and i say we and i've only been here for like a year and a half but like i'm gonna take a i'm gonna swoop in and a half, at the end thank you i'm swooping in at the end and i'm gonna you know i'm part of the team now so you're, you're bringing us to a better future <sighs> you're you are um michael sheen <laughs> No, wait, Charlie Sheen. No. Okay. The other one. You're Emilio Estevez in Mighty Ducks. <laughs> okay, I'll tell you what, Teller. We'll give you a chance to try that one again. How about that? You are... I am something. You're Josh Groban in, in Coffee Town, a, a movie that nobody had probably had seen <laughs> yeah, I don't. from College Humor. It's I a good movie. Know that. I actually like that movie a lot. Glenn Howerton, um, Ben Schwartz. This is any comics where we talk about comics. <laughs> we're doing great about it. <laughs> yeah. Um, you guys, we're at 100, and we wanted there to start out. We have a lot of really, really incredible interviews for you today. This is a super, super special, extra long, jam-packed, beautiful, amazing, spectacular episode. And we're going to start by talking about the formation of indie comics and how this beautiful baby was begun. It's a lot of <laughs> alliteration. The, the origin story, basically. The origin story. So once, once upon a time, a, uh, a horrible spill of, radi- of radiation <laughs> happened, and Jeff and I accidentally tripped in it, and a podcast, was, and we turned into <laughs> No, a, no, no. You slipped in it. You pulled me down with you. Is yeah, that's oh. true. And, then, and, and a, a, really, uh, a really mediocre podcast came out of it. And, uh, and it became slightly less mediocre, yeah. over 100 episodes, and here we are. I woke up with a six-pack abs. A few days later. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, whose idea was it to start any comics? This is kind of like a fun learning for me so, too. So yeah, so you don't. I don't think we you, haven't ever really talked actually, about the origin story. I don't think you know the origin story of GGG. Issue one. Issue one. Indie comics. <laughs> well, the concept. The dark stormy night. The concept was originally Tyler's in the sense that he thought there should be something we should do relating to independent. Well, you know, it wasn't even that. Comics. It wasn't even that. Actually, like, remember, okay, so Jeff and I are both co-founders. What happened was. Huh? What happened was. What happened was. See, what happened? So Jeff and I, with Dan and Evan, started Evan. GGG long t- four years ago. And, so long ago. And we started How with we the Grand Geek Gathering podcast. And yeah. then we split it off to a couple other other things. We had um, Ticket or Click It, which was a movie and television podcast. Turn page to play. Turn page to play, which was comics and um, video uh, games. And 
Yes. That yeah, makes a lot more sense. Yeah. And then we spun <laughs> off and had the GGG spot, which was a spotlight on a certain on one certain topic that yep. is gonna be coming back soon in a different in a different format. Whoop. Um but um well yeah, but turn page to play, we would talk about news and then we would do a pick of a comic book as well. Yeah. And then we would talk about that for just a little bit. And uh, it was a terrible show, and I'm so glad it's gone. But I love the title. I really, well, it, well, really love the title. Yeah, the, title, the title was pretty stellar. It's one of our original things that when we first started, I thought was like, dang. I don't think any of our titles have been bad. <laughs> like, even Take It or Click It, I thought was awesome. Here's the thing. Everything we've done is amazing. Yeah, it's just nobody listens or knows about it. <laughs> Which, no, speaking um, of great opportunity, guys, it's our 100th episode. Give us some love. Rate, review, subscribe. This is your PSA. Click on the subscribe button. Let us um, know how much you cared. Tell us in the comments, you know, what your favorite episode is, what you've loved at me the next, most. Yeah, throw money at us when you see us at a con. That'd be great, too. I mean, I won't reject that. Yeah, I would not say no. Yeah. Make it rain, Gold people. coins, make it rain. if you have them buried in your backyard and would like to share. I mean, we're... Yeah, we're open to that. Yeah, but um, with with any comics, we we did turn page to play, and then we canceled uh, <laughs> that and ticker to click it, and then uh, GGG spot kept going. But uh, then we came up with a gathering, and the Granky Gathering became a network name. Yeah, and so then we came up with a gathering after that, and the gathering kind of just took over for those other two shows, and then. We, I was on that every now and then. Yeah. And then, yeah, That's you how were. I started. Because I remember in the gathering format, what I would do is I would pick up a, a certain a certain uh, comic that was coming out the week, and I would give, like, a little spotlight to yeah. it. And, say, like, and then when we got our own website, that spun into Jeff's Picks. Yeah. yeah. But um, yeah. with Indie Comics, we, we, we created Indie Comics with Jeff. Yep. That's what he was usually in, originally called. Jeff was the, uh, you were the host. Uh-huh. My favorite yeah. is how you start every episode, and you're like, it's a beautiful day, and I've got... Like Tyler, yeah, blah, I, blah, I blah. it was very like it was great. Yeah, I love it. I was yeah. Like, <laughs> no, oh my god, what Jeff's was our? Voice. Remember, we always had we we had a pre recorded thing that we'd always say. It was uh, I gotta go back and listen to it, but yeah, we always had I'd like like yeah, we, we had an intro. Yeah, and like we have the same but thing. But Jeff's now. like formal host voice is my favorite. Yeah. You have, you're you're Mr. It. You're Mr. Like you're like Mr. Movie Phone, but Mr. Comic Phone. Yes. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty <laughs> much. I'm, yeah. I'm Mr. Comic Book. Um, it's a beautiful day in sunny California. Exactly. Yeah. Here and, we are. Yeah, no, I can't remember what he said, used to say either. And uh, I just start episodes by like screaming weirdly at the microphone. It's yeah. great. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> I'm and then so I would sorry, ruin Jeff. everything. But like we, so it started off with just us yeah. picking a book. Well, yeah, basically the format. Shout out. Yeah, the format. The the formal way we started out with it was I would pick one book a week, and I would pick the one that worked on that particular book. The section would be devoted to talking about the book, like basic basic facts about it. You know what kind of legacy it has for the comics industry, and uh, some particulars about the story. We didn't necessarily go over the spoilers because you know we want people to actually read the story, and then we would go over the creator itself. And the very first thing that we picked. Was Hel- was Vertigo's Hellblazer? Yeah, so that's right. That, that was our first. That was our first ever bo- um, indie book that we did. I I can't think of the the writer for the life that's of me so right funny. now. But that but we did like a little bio and the other section because this was my little thing that I contributed to it was this, the biographical section called Who Dat. Yeah, you really that. like. I love Who Dat. Yeah, I just I love the name and everything. I, I I feel like it should be that might be. You know what? We might bring it back. We might bring okay. that back and maybe put it in the Grand Geekery. That'd be interesting, That'd be yeah. yeah. Yeah, let's do it. A biography of myself and somebody. Nice, Which also, nice guys, if you're not listening to the Grand Geekery, it is another super cool podcast from Greg Geek Gathering, yeah. and uh, it's basically like an 
amalgamation look i'm using that word yeah um of different stories and segments and like jeff's gonna do a really cool history piece that i'll be on every now and then and, and then you're gonna have your own um, ggg spot yeah and the ggg yep. spot which and is then, super feminist and rad and it's coming soon yeah and we um, have horror and everything that else. was a joke well, that i didn't intend to make <laughs> but i just did ha <laughs> well i mean yeah the grand geekery is kind of like what jeff's picks used to be where it'd be the three different segments and stuff but this and one, it's just a bunch of things coming together mm-hmm. cool stuff yeah quick segments you can listen to it on your way home from work or what whatever on a run whatever cool stuff like, you do oh it's like the it's like the old variety hour is yeah what it is yeah that's what we're trying to do so check that out if you haven't yet and then now we have the new form well oh yeah so what happened was is that we started doing the, the one we had it was who dad we had another it, one it, we had it, another it was, it was another the, segment the, too it was it was a segment with that and would also have the who dad thing <laughs> and we were go and we were going with that for for a good long while until we came across the episode where I picked Carlos Esquerra and uh, 2000 AD, who, yep. w- which is the Judge Dredd universe and everything. We got so many hits out of that one. They were all like, holy crap. Yeah, this it, is it spiked for some it reason. Like, it, like, it like ridiculously spiked. We didn't even have our website then. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, we started, on Podbean. Indie Comics started in 2015. Yeah. yeah. Four years ago. Four years. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's amazing. And it was once... a weekly show, too. Exactly. <laughs> you guys are crazy. Oh, exactly. yeah. Yeah. You know what? <laughs> Let, let's talk about that. So th- this guy would do all this. You He would do all of this in-depth, yeah. like, research yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. What, 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 like, what would you do to, get, to find this stuff? Basically, it's a whole bunch of internet research, man. Well, I, I mean, I tell you right now. I mean, a lot of people like to knock Wikipedia for not being, like, a real credible source. And when it looks from the academic side of things, yes, I will say it's not your go-to when you want to write, like, an academic paper or something like that. But Wiki, what Wiki does provide is a good, a good list of biographical sources that you can actually go to to get the totally. actual information. So what I would do is I would basically pick the book, and I would look either at the Wiki or I would look at another thing like Comic Vine or something like that. And I would start to read information, and I would take sheaves of notes on each of these things and then set up a little tiny outline for the particular book and for the who dat section and pretty much that became the cornerstone of what would be the uh, that would be indie comics right there so it really was almost historical research almost historiographical actually because you know we're looking at the history of these particular things within the comics realm yeah. and it and it just ballooned from there because eventually we are getting to the idea that you know it's nice that it's of an informative nature, and it still is. I'm not saying that it's yeah. necessarily a, a bad kind we of medium. Little, we would have a little banter. I think we have more banter and we chemistry We had banter now. going on, but then we got onto the idea. It's like, why don't we actually talk to these creators themselves? Yeah, well, I was going to okay. say, when did you start doing interviews? Because okay, that so wasn't that, immediate. That, that, that's what happened was, so, was, <laughs> what what happened what was. What happened was. Um, okay, See, so. what happened? <laughs> remember, uh, we were doing, we started up doing continuation. Yeah. Where yep. we would just go around and asking people full on interviews like but how that's be- how that began was at Comic-Con where I was walking around with our task cam and like a really <laughs> old crappy 2015 um, the year podcasts began. Yeah. Um we had our first we didn't have the Zoom or anything but um shout out to Zoom they're not a sponsor but holy shit. <laughs> um but, but they're great. Yeah, but you know I I was standing around the Dark Horse booth looking at a program. And uh, Gene Lewin Yang, who is, like, one of the most important people in comic books right now, um, and he is amazing. I met him a few years ago, uh, in 2014, uh, before GGG even started, or maybe it was, like, 2013. It was at the panel when he first 
took on Avatar series, uh, the Avatar Last Airbender series for Dark Horse. And uh, it was a panel at WonderCon here in Anaheim. And um, the moderator got in a wreck and or or his car was stuck or anyways he had to moderate and do his own panel by himself and it was honestly the most informative panel it was amazing it was so interactive it was awesome it was he was perfect gene is a very 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 energetic awesome person and uh is unbelievable the amount of work and things that he does uh he, you know he works for the library of congress he you know he does stuff for dc he, he created the 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 new superman the asian superman and it's a great great storyline and great character uh, I mean, he, he does everything. I don't know how the heck he has the time. And, um, and so he, I was by the avatar booth and he noticed me and I noticed him. He was like, Oh, I know you. And I was like, Oh, Gene. Yeah. My name's Tyler McPhail, blah, blah, blah. And he goes, yes, I remember you exactly. What are you doing with that, with that equipment? Are you doing interviews? And I go, not, not really, but I totally could. And he goes, okay, I'll be back. Give me 10 minutes. I'll be right back. And, uh, let's do an interview. And I just did an impromptu interview. And that was also the year. No, it wasn't. It was the next year. But, um, but yeah, we, we interviewed him. I interviewed um, like Joe Dante, the director yeah. of Gremlins, uh, and right. a lot of other things. And um, it, 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 he spawned it off into just keep doing more. So the continuation became a thing. And then um, with Indie Comics, um, somebody told us you should we should do interviews. Because yeah. one of our listeners said, you guys should do interviews with Indie yeah, Comics exactly. like you do with Continuation. So, um, and I remember the one that we started with the, with the con, we may not have actually interviewed him personally, but we started that with Stiepan Siich, who works on the top, who works on the yeah, top. Yeah, technically title. that was our first interview, that but was he first wasn't interview. on the Correct. show. He wasn't right? he, you had huh? talked to him and, and taken notes on it. I instant messaged him directly oh. and I just had the questions on there and he answered them all on there. Yeah. And we set that as pretty much our first. I guess informal interview you that want was to call it October twenty first of twenty fifteen. Oh yeah, there we go. Yeah, exactly. And, he, and, and it was and, and it was amazing. I mean, if you ever yeah. if you ever read any of his stuff, he does amazing stuff. His artwork is so iconic. I mean, you would recognize it in a second if you look at it. I mean, the Sunstone stuff that he that he's done with Top Cow and all that. I mean, that's just. Oh. So well, I think it makes sense because like that's the point of podcasts, right? As you just listen to them and it's so cool. I think, you know, it's one thing to be able to share information, but to be able to have different creators voices and hear about their process and how they create and what these stories matter to them and what they mean and what they're trying to say. I mean, I think it's so special, exactly. the format that it's grown into. And pretty much from there, you know, that's when we took the next step. It's like, you know what? Instead of just asking questions anymore, because we also did for Gene Lu and Yang too, because there was because when we had the boxers, in well, the Saint yeah, section. but um, I, I didn't get to talk to him because at that point he got so busy. Yeah, he got real busy. Uh, That's that when that was that was around me. the time that he was finishing up Avatar and about to uh, start more work with first second print. Yeah, and a couple other ones as well. Yeah. So I didn't get to. Inter I think I had to ask him a couple, qu like two questions. Well, I asked it. him a couple too actually, and he answered okay. them. Yeah. Oh, perfect. I couldn't remember. Uh, and then we also had Albert on that show too. From who yes, we did, live. yes we did, because and, we did um, boxers and saints for that. Oh, those are so, those are so so good episodes. One, and so um, one of my favorite. Our books. first, and do you know who our first interview, our our like live interview was? Right, Ray Anthony Height. Ray Anthony Height at New York Convention, uh, Long Beach. It was, mm -hmm. yeah, Long Beach. I remember we, because at the Marriott uh, lobby, it was at the Marriott lobby. He took us aside, and we were just we spent all that time there. And I, <laughs> I swear the banter. Big was so shout funny. out to Ray Anthony Height, uh, oh, creator yeah. of Midnight Tiger. Um, 
uh, but he, he does so much work, and he's one of the greatest artists and guys ever. He's been on Unnecessary Debates at Comic-Con yep. Revolution last year. Yes, he has. I tried to talk him to be on it this year as well. Um, and, yeah, he I love Ray. Ray is awesome. I have an un... I, I I will release it sometime, <laughs> but I have a the the technically the last episode of the gathering uh, is with him, uh, Brian Booth, Locke Lim, and another guy. I forgot his name at the top of my head, but he's amazing. And um, yeah, I, I need to release that somehow. I need to edit it. I have it yeah. still. It's, but anyways, well, and Tyler, when did you become the host? Then I became the host. I think when we started doing the the live interviews, he and Jeff had a, yeah, a full on battle with swords. <laughs> and Tyler won, and Jeff yielded, and so then Tyler became the host. Of I the or if you if you want to construe it as that, yes, or 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 did I or did I, or did I willingly or did let, he let, let, present no, his it was a sword to? It was when we interviewed the ladybugs. Tyler. That was yeah, that was because, that was, that was, that was when, when we made the natural evolution to the to the live interview stuff. Yeah, because we actually did that. Was that free comic book day that we did? That was that, a, that was the one where we kind of knew a a quasi identity of indie comics because right. at the beginning we were just like, all right, we're just going to be spewing information, do a little <laughs> bit of banter, and we just got rid of banter completely. Like we literally yeah. were just question, 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 answer, question, answer, question. There really wasn't like much back and forth, like. I went back and listened to the episodes, and they're very listenable. But it, there's it. It's now, you know, and the whole goal of this podcast is to create a community and you know really bring people together and to celebrate indie comics. So where I feel like we do now, and that really didn't start until you became our host, Maddie. <laughs> what I know, but like before, it was more just informative question. Tier. You know, yeah, you know, you know, question answer and uh, podcast, and that's all it was. I mean, it's not bad. However, I think with the gathering, what GGG is is like we're trying to bring everybody together. So you know, Maddie, Maddie, you're just like me. We're, you were very warm and open, and yeah. I and was just awesome. thinking, which is like a weird thought to have, but I feel like I'm like the heart of indie comics and oh, Jeff's yeah. like the brain because you're very analytical and like and I'm the black sheep brother intent. and I don't you're like the voice of indie comics you're the one that makes all the connections and meets people <laughs> and like is super energetic and like I like how like like I, I go to one convention and you're like oh how'd it go and I'm just like here's all the books that we're gonna be doing 100% he brought me like a stack and I'm like you know we only do one of these a month <laughs> like um, and we try to feature ones that are you know coming out now and we'll talk about you know kind of the current and future state of indie comics later but yeah, um, yeah I mean I feel like that's what I love so much about this is like I mean literally one day you were just like hey we're gonna go do this interview do you want to come and I was like sure <laughs> I, fi- I figured it out I figured it out what I'm the brain yeah you're the heart yeah he's the soul oh Aww. that's better I like that Aww. that's why you're the brain exactly <laughs> Exactly Look at right. That. The three pieces what was, what was of You guys can't see it right now, but I'm totally looking like the leader from Hulk right now. My head's just bulging right now. So <laughs> well, I mean, there we go. Do, do you remember? That's um, why you had to cut your hair. It was like, yeah, exactly. Do, do you remember, like, you know, we, again, we used to kind of take it a little bit more seriously and yeah. more of just, you know, pumping it's information. Indie comics information. Well, for and, right? see, and you see, that was the thing that I remembered from the, fr- fr- from the, from earlier times was, you know, it was. It was nice when I was giving the information about the book and giving like, you know, the the Who Dad biography and everything. But I also thought at the same time, it's like, well, what's essentially stopping everybody just doing what essentially I'm doing? Do you miss doing the research? 
I do. Because, that's why he's but, doing but, the history but, podcast. But, but, he's going to well, have more yeah, to research. That's why, that's why we're eventually, <laughs> shameless, I know shameless yeah. plug in here, but there's going to be a new section soon called Grand History Lesson. On the Grand Geekery. Don't we, miss it. In yeah. which we are kind of returning to some of that kind of stuff. And I do miss the research, actually, because that's that, that's just been my academic uh, uh, thing from that. I mean, yeah. When it comes to sitting down and, yeah. and finding the information and all that, that's what I love. I, I feel would like rather bef- sit and talk to somebody and not have to do any work. Ha <laughs> ha. I feel like before we go to our first interview, um, we should talk about because that's, that brings me to uh, uh, like to this thought. Like you are a history buff. Like you, you have a master's degree. Yep. And you love history, and you love doing this. Like, that that makes sense that you love this research. So that makes sense as to why you, you want to do this podcast and why like it was again it was our podcast the, the beginning was really really good it's just not i don't think it's it just i don't it was just different and not mm-hmm. i don't think what ggg is yeah and um you know so i definitely understand like you know with your research and everything like that like you're it's a vital part of of indie comics and maddie what do you feel like why you not only say like belong but <laughs> that's not the right word but you know what i mean like what what do you th- why do you think you were so drawn and, you know, what part of this is, is why are you so passionate, I guess, about indie comics? Yeah. Um, I, and I think I, I talk about this like every episode, but I care about, you know, I'm, I'm the heart of the group. But like, you know, what is the story? Like, what story are we telling? Why is it important? Why does it matter? Yeah. You know, and that's why I love talking to these creators, because it's like every story comes from their heart and from yeah. their mind and like what they had a reason to create it. They're not just trying to get a paycheck, you know, as, as you will hear in the coming episodes, <laughs> you don't get into independent comics for the money or just comics period I mean it's not a super lucrative business people do this because they're storytellers and because they care and they want to share something with people and I think that's what I'm so drawn to is understanding you know what they created and why and also what they want people to get from it like you know as a kid I grew up reading comics all the time because they inspired me and they still do and you know it's like well if I feel like I can't do something like what's my favorite character from a story that inspires me makes me feel like I can do it like if they could do that then I could do this. And like, I'm a hero too. And you know, everybody's the hero of their own story, but it's like, where can you take inspiration from these things and feel like you're not alone and feel, you know, grow and develop. And like, obviously we want to have fun. And like, (laughs) you were talking about the banter. Like, I think we have a really great dynamic between the three of us. Um, I think we have a ton of fun on here. We make weird. I sing a lot. Like we're really silly and it's really fun. Yeah. And that's the community element too, of like so many of these comics is, are about finding who you are like discovering your own identity figuring out who you are and figuring out where you belong. And like, I think yeah. that's the point to me of the grand geek gathering. And like, I've dabbled kind of from the beginning and just kind of been <laughs> here and there, but like now I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a much bigger part of it, but it's about finding that sense of belonging, which is what nerd community has always been about. Yeah. That's what geeks are is we're, we're all coming together because we love something and we share interests and how can we be inclusive and how can we tell each other stories and inspire each other and just be together. And so I think indie comics is a great way to talk to the people who are kind of creating these things that are inspiring people and giving us something to talk about. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and it's, it's really cool to get to be a part of it and I love hanging <laughs> out with you guys and we have amazing creators on and it literally started because Tyler came up to me and was like, Hey Maddie, do you want to come to this interview? And I was like, sure. What interview was it? It was uh, Raphael and Mike that was for Guns of Blazing. Yeah. Oh, wow. I didn't remember it. I looked back and yeah, you were like, we're going to the comic bug. We're going to do this interview. 
like, do you want to come? And I was like, sure. And then I went and it was great. And he was like, do you want to be on it like long term? And I was like, sure. And then like a, like a year ago, I don't even know, you like turned to me one day and we're like, you're the host now. <laughs> and I was like, OK, give <laughs> like, me less work, please. <laughs> it wasn't even like a like, would you like this or what do you think? It was like, this is you. And I was like, OK. And then now I, I you know, we have set four up. shows. I need help. <laughs> well, totally. And I love it. And now it's like so much of my life. And like I help set up the interviews and like yeah. it's it's such a wonderful place. And like, Jeff, that's your legacy too you know like it's this is such a cool thing that you guys started and it's such an honor for me to be a part of it um and i think we you know we're such a great team and it's really fun to hang out with you guys and um there's many things ahead which i think we'll we'll wrap this segment up with but um i mean i don't even know i don't even want to answer answer my own question now but yeah i I will anyway real quick (laughs) uh i know i've already said the story but like i came from a theater in acting past or like wanting to grow up into it and i gave up on it to make ggg you know like like most podcasters do. Um, <laughs> I gave it all up for the but podcast. Why I like comics, I think I've always been drawn to comics, is because it's the closest thing to like theater for reading. Because I've I'm very ADHD, so books and I don't do not get along really well. I love novels, I love stories, I love all that stuff. But holy crap, I need pictures. Um, <laughs> and comics have that, but it's well, also it it so dialogue. That's the mm-hmm. thing is dialogue and stage direction, and that's why I love it so much. So it's like I sometimes want to perform it, and I think with indie comics, and I'm also very story driven uh, because I love to write too. Um, you know, I've, I've, I've TV shows, you know, in my head. I've sc- I've written scripts and stuff like that, um, and I I feel like with with indie independent comic books, it's so much better because it's people telling their own stories. Uh, they're not, you know, they're not being told what to do. They don't have to follow set rules. It's like, this is their, this is their world. They don't have large creative. editors looming over their shoulders. Yeah. Either. They don't have to make a decision just for another writer to retcon it later on. Like, you know, it's, <laughs> it's, and that's, that's the importance of any story, comics. Yeah. Why, why I prefer nine times out of 10. They're the same one that was writing it. At number one, that's writing it at number a hundred. Yeah. Yeah. So, or they come back if they don't, you know, they trusted somebody else and that person quits and they come back and finish the story and it's like exactly. bittersweet. It's just awesome. And that's, that, that's, that's the answer to my question. But anyways, Jeff, yeah. what's your favorite thing about independent comics? It's just, I, I look at, well, I guess I look at it almost from a business perspective as opposed, as opposed to also just that, you know, I, I like the, the actual Our stories right brain, there. Heart and soul analogy is so I real feel... right now. <laughs> I love That's, it. That in this day and age, there's just so much stuff out there that just seems like very mediocre type type quality stuff that you can that you can get. I mean, whether it's from one of the big companies or something like that, with good reason. These are a lot of stories that are being written, but at the same time are being over overhauled by major editors that They're are either cut, that, are, that are cutting this 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 event out and are just constantly trying to think of the next big event. Every six months, it's going to try to to try to stimulate readership. You never see that in indie comics. There isn't like a crisis on Infinite Earth thing going on in indie comics and everything because they know they don't need to be doing that. Yeah, the stories are standing on their own because those authors are realizing that they are writing a story for them, but also saying that they are pretty darn sure that the readers are going to come back for again and again. So yeah. they have no need to try to have someone someone over their shoulder telling them what to do because they already have in mind what's going on. That's what I think people need right now. And that's why I think things like indie comics or my picks or anything else are what people need to realize that, hey, there's a lot out there that you're probably not reading that you probably should be. And trust me on this, you'll probably like it. You'll probably like it a lot better once you do. 
That's right. Listen to our great opinions. And that's why <laughs> we're interviewing some amazing people. Oh my gosh, Tyler, you did a really good segue. Thank you like, so much. Like it was much. real. It happened. Oh my gosh. I'm so proud. Speaking of segues, <laughs> get ready for my segues in the next two. Uh... We've got some great interviews for you today with some great segues. Oh, yeah. But we, we went around and we looked and we said, you know, who are some of the f- our favorite people who we've talked to who are working on something cool right now or have something to say? And we checked back in with them. So we have some really incredible people um, and creators that we've talked to today. We have some interviews to share with you, um, which obviously is not to say there's plenty of amazing creators that we've talked to in the we past. We love every single person we talk every to. Every single person. These yep. are the people, people that were... Some people were just not available. Exactly. They were available <laughs> right now, or we knew that they had a project that they were working on that we wanted to feature. Um, so we have some awesome interviews, and uh, stick around. we got some cool stuff for you. Enjoy. <laughs> Alrighty, this is Tyler, and I'm here with uh, one of my one of my buddies. He's he's awesome. He's he's my he's the oh, ying. Thanks. He's the ying to my yang for the... For, for conventions and, and I'm stuff. I'm the mustard to your ketchup. Oh, look at that. And I'm your wasabi to your pickled ginger. Oh yeah. You're you're my you're my milk to my Oreos. I don't know. Uh what? <laughs> anyway. Uh Michael Tanner. Hey, hey Michael. Hey, that's How me, are Michael you? Michael Tanner. You're good. You're you're on a lot because you're you're a good friend of the gathering. You're you're I am, I am a, you're grand I'm one of those go to people. You can always <laughs> get me on the line. Because I like to talk. Yeah, just like me. But uh, how have you been? We did Junior Braves last year. and uh, Yeah. So what is new with you? We Well, I mean, I, I, this came out. This comes out after WonderCon, and uh, you and I k- kicked butt That's at WonderCon. That's good because we're recording it after WonderCon, so that works out. That, yeah, that is so true. I don't know why I said it like that. That was so weird. But that was like, a weird way to say it. I know. But I do have the recording of the Reinventing Monsters panel, which is should be available right now. It is available Sweet. right now on all the – you can download it anywhere. And, um, yeah, you, you and I, we work on all the panels together, and you work yeah. on your own. Creator own content, yeah. So, yeah. Um, so we we talked about Junior uh, Braves the Apocalypse. We've had you on several times talking about your other stuff. What have you been working on? I guess since you know for the past year. Well, well, um, you know, uh, since I think we last kind of did this official talk, Junior uh, Braves Volume Two has come out. Um, so we're enjoying having those two books out. Um, and then we are getting ready to start writing the fourth book in the series because the third book's being drawn right now. Um, and lately, I've been working on some new pitches. Um, uh, yeah, so I just had kind of <laughs> good. Uh, let's see. So Emerald City. We're recording this after Emerald City Comic Con. Yes, that's, that's uh, true. Which happened before WonderCon. Which happened before WonderCon, but uh, <laughs> after Christmas. Um, so, you know, just to give you guys a time frame of when we're recording, we're recording sometime <laughs> in the year. Um, so uh, Emerald City Comic Con was a really good convention in terms of kind of the business side of comics. Um, made some good contacts, found out that a uh, someone who I, in this industry who I really, really like um, ha- and had unfortunately kind of lost track of yeah. had ended up at a company that I'm very interested in working with um, and was able to kind of do some good introductions. So I'm now going to be uh, pinch, uh, pinching – I'm going to be pinching their cheeks like a, like a, <laughs> like a loving grandma being, oh, you're so cute company I want to work for. Um, I'm, and also I'm going to be um, sending them some pitches soon. So we'll see if anything – comes up with that and also 
uh, let's see, a pitch I had been working on but was having trouble like finding the right artist. Um, a, uh, a good friend of mine who is an artist working on another book that I believe is kind of wrapping up and she has some time in her schedule is very interested in working on this new pitch. That's awesome. So we'll be pitching that book around. Um, and we've got a, we've got a couple of different companies that I think, um, will be interested and be open to it. I'm excited about that. And also on the business wise, I just uh, I just got some very good news about a project that I honestly had thought was dead, um, and that's uh, that's some paperwork that's uh, going to be signed and sent in, and yes, hopefully be announced. Uh, it probably won't be announced for several months, but uh, once paperwork is signed, that means we can start actually doing the uh, the work on it. That's so, great. Very excited about that. Next year. When we do this again, Tyler, I'll be able to talk about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, oh, on, and, um, on the two hundredth episode. <laughs> two hundredth episode, because comics take a long time. And also, I think I'm I'm perfectly cool talking about this as I had a pitch meeting with um with kind of a IP company um today, which was something that I knew was maybe a little bit out of their wheelhouse or not necessarily something they were interested in, but they were um open to at least hearing about it yeah. and um it's and it, it, it was a good it was a good talk is it, it was one of those like we don't think it's right for us um but we look forward to seeing what you do with it so um so it's good so yeah like anytime you can kind of like give it's constructive your, like, kind any, of, it, yeah yeah anytime, anytime you can talk to another person um about your idea um and kind of get feedback that's pretty good pretty pretty good <laughs> Yeah, it, it, yeah, they didn't. They didn't like you know just go silent. They didn't ghost you, which is good. Yeah, yeah. which I've heard was very like, common. I'm I'm also very from my my days of trying to like work in television. Um, I'm pretty good at understanding like the um, like the answers and stuff, like the wording. Yeah, and like yeah, how wording is very very telling. Yeah, where uh, I, one of my favorite things was you know pitching a like a tv series or something not even not even for, not to overstate where i was but <laughs> um but like talking to executives and kind of soft pitching uh things whenever an executive a tv executive would say like oh you know that's pretty cool but that sounds that sounds more like a movie that's them telling you no like they're yeah. not at all interested if it's yeah. a movie person telling you know that sounds a lot more like a tv show that's their soft like Go away from me! I'm trying to eat my shrimp. Yeah, like go bother somebody else. <laughs> yeah, go bother somebody else. I'm here. Um, yeah. So like, and I didn't feel that. It was, it was very much like, oh, this is interesting. It's not necessarily right for us. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, in the past year. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, go ahead. Go no, ahead. in the past year, you know, you've had a, a successful um, Kickstarter. I mean, yeah. yeah, volume two of Junior Braves have come out, and uh, a, a project you thought you that was dead has come back to life. Hopefully not in Frankenstein form. Hopefully in like a normal form. Um, hopefully it was just like resuscitated. Um, but um, what have you learned? Like what are some of like the biggest, I guess like two or three of the biggest things that you've learned just from this year alone? Because you've been doing independent comic books for a while. So what, yeah, what are, what are some of the biggest things that you've learned? I think I have a better sense of, um, I think I have a better sense of how the industry kind of works now. Um, and what does work for me and what doesn't work for me. Yeah. Um, cause, cause the more conventions you do and the more you kind of observe other creators, yeah. um, is, is good is you really get a sense of like what, 
um, what you want to do and what you should like, Oh, I should, I should kind of approach things like this person does, or you, you can see cautionary tales yeah. that are like, no, I don't, I'm, I'm not going to be that guy. Um, and so I always, I, I feel like I have a much better sense of, of how I want to approach things, Yeah. which, and I don't want to throw too much shade at other people, but, uh, yeah, it's, you see it a lot, um, in conventions with like, Hmm, I, I see the way that that creator is doing and you get a sense of like, who is, who is, um, kind of, who kind of believes in raising everyone up and who is very protective of their spot. Yeah. Um, and yeah. I think I just have a, a much better sense of like who, even within my small realm, like who that kind of, um, who fits those molds. Like you can be totally cool with someone like on a personal level, but not necessarily in a um, business, in yeah. a business way. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, you know, people are like, oh, you know what? I would like to see them at a drink and draw, but at a convention, I'll just walk around the table and act like yeah. I didn't see them. Yes. Kind of like that. Yeah. I, I, I definitely understand. I definitely understand that. That's cool. Uh, I mean, anything else like with just the, you know, comic book industry, like, you know, any advice that you've learned that you think would be helpful for people who are interested in getting into comics themselves? Man, I think it really just it's. It seems like we're kind of at like an oversaturation yeah. of kind of like Kickstarters and crowdfunding and stuff. But that really is the the best way to get your stuff done. Just like be – just create, like put stuff out there. Um, yeah. Because, like, you, you know, you're, you can sit around and kind of hem and haw about like what's worth it and what's not. But yeah. if you want to be a creator, you got to create, right? Yep. Exactly. Oh, and oh, you know what else I learned this year? What else did you learn this year? Wait, I learned more. I learned more. <laughs> I learned that um, putting together panels is a lot of work, but also pays off a lot. Like, yeah. that could be pay off in – okay, so what's – honest, <laughs> um, I, was, I was thinking doing panels would pay off like more financially, like draw more people to tables and stuff to sell more stuff. It will eventually. Um, but it will eventually, I guess. We're gaining but the I, trust. I find it actually more rewarding doing the panels and like um, having that kind of like positive effect yeah. on people. And also, I think that and just connecting with creators. Um, yeah. Like, um, I kind of mentioned this on Twitter um, the other night with the uh, Reinventing Monsters panel. Is I'm so proud of that panel. It was yeah. an amazing panel. That, that, Love all the panelists. I will say this. I think that is the best first panel that you and I have ever like worked on together. Like we we done yeah we done several together. We, we've had like we had what five panels at CCR last year, uh, five panels at uh, at LA Comic Con. This is the one where I'm like Reinventing Monsters was definitely the one I was like this is this is definitely the best thing that we've done original original thing that you and I have done. Yeah, I, so I, you, I you created it too. I'm gonna give you all the credit. Uh, I, I just try to help. I couldn't have done it without your, your without your love and support. <laughs> uh, I try. But yeah, like, like, this is just like such a great panel. Yeah. Um, but it is like other than um, Cecil Castellucci, who was on that panel, she was amazing. Who, oh. who was amazing, and who I have never met. I really, I think I maybe followed her on Twitter, but I didn't have really any in any interaction with her. Yeah. Um, she was on that panel because um, someone else who was on that panel had to drop out, and I asked for her to suggest replacements, and she suggested Cecil, and luckily Cecil did. So it's kind of this um, 
expanding the bubble because yeah. I don't think people really realize with panels, um, and I, I certainly didn't realize it until we started working together, putting panels together, was how much it's you're just trying to get people you like you get people you know on yeah. the panel because you cause you know them and you can talk to them and reasonably be sure they can they'll they'll say yes and they won't not show up yeah um luckily so i don't think we, i don't think we've had one panel where somebody did not show up to have well, we we did, we did at emerald city but you 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 weren't in town yet but we did have a no oh, show no. for the uh, oh okay the creating comics in the northwest panel oh no okay that's fine that's fine. Um, one out of like yeah 25 it's fine but i didn't like really realize like how like when I'd go to like San Diego and I'd look at panels, it's like, oh, they're doing that panel again. Oh, it's the same people. Well, now I know. Like, of course, it's the same people. It's the same person submitting that panel, and it's yeah. people they know, and that's just how that panel is. So, just wanting to something I've kind of wanting to focus on now with our panels is really kind of expanding that bubble yeah. of getting like different people and different combinations, and 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 in some cases more diverse panels. Yep. Like I like you did a great job with uh, WonderCon with uh, unnecessary debates is the first oh, predominantly you. female um, we, we, panel. We, we've actually had unnecessary debates prominently female three times before. Uh, oh, but were those at anime, anime conventions? At anime. I don't count them. They don't count. <laughs> they, don't, they don't count for me. No, no, absolutely. That's that's that makes sense. <laughs> no, I, no, and, and it totally does make sense. But yeah, but um, no, but you're right. Like at a, at a comic convention, finally, you know, we've had a prominently, um, you know, female woman, um, woman driven unnecessary debates, and it went really, really well. Uh, one of the audience members was a little too, uh, a little too uh, enthusiastic, too which is fine, which is fine. But uh, it was a lot of fun, and uh, thank you. Yeah, it was a big, it was big for all of us. It was a good win for all of us. So I, I love working with you. I love doing some stuff and growing with you. And I'm learning a lot of stuff, even though I'm from like a theater standpoint and stage and stuff. But like, you know, background. But I don't know for some reason panels are so different. And knowing all these creators and stuff and people, and growing into you know this whole thing that you know like what GGG is based off of, which is geek culture and all this stuff and this niche stuff. It's awesome, and I love the ride, and I hope we continue, you know, for a long time. Me too. Yeah. More panels, more, more conventions. More panels, more attention. Yeah. <laughs> Junior Brave That's the Apocalypse, good. Volumes yeah. 1 and 2, available now. Check it out. And uh, more things on the way from Michael Tanner. Michael, where can the people find you? Uh, visit my website, buymichaeltanner.com, which will be updated with new things by the time this airs. Yeah. And uh, what's your Twitter handle? Uh, it, my Twitter handle is Mike is Ernie, <laughs> like Sesame Street, Bert and Ernie. Awesome. Mike is Ernie. Nice. All right, buddy. Have a good. Uh, thank you so much. And uh, all righty, enjoy the next interview. And we are back. We have the incredible, awesome, coolest name ever, Yehudi Mercado. I just love <laughs> saying Yehudi. Thank you very much. It's kind of like it's just a like an acclamation, Yehudi. We did it. Yeah, yeah. Um, we interviewed you way, yes. on November 10th, 2016 for Hero Hotel a couple of years ago. So it's From been... Fanbase Press are good friends at Fanbase. Yeah, we love them. Um, so it's been a couple of years. How are you? What are you up to? Uh, I'm doing very well. Yeah, things have been crazy ever since Saifu came out in yeah. March last year. Yeah. Critically acclaimed uh, Saifu. Yeah, made yeah, a, yeah. Made some awesome then, lists there, buddy. I'm so proud of thanks. you. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, and then the it getting into the Scholastic Book Fair was huge. So that one, yeah, that was uh, it was pretty amazing. Yeah, yeah. 
So, uh, so what's going on with Hero Hotel? I hear that there is like an audio funness yeah. happening. So, uh, do you guys know the Panoply Network? They yeah. do have like, the Slate podcasts. So they have an all uh, like an all kids channel hmm. uh, called the Pinna Network. So it's all like kids friendly content. It's behind a paywall, so there's no like commercials or anything like that. Yeah. So they're doing two seasons of a Hero Hotel narrative podcast, and I'm basically show running it and writing episodes. <laughs> That's How so cool. That? Yeah, yeah, 20 episodes. It's crazy. Do you, wow, like in total or each season? Uh, in total. Yeah, oh, okay. So 10 episodes I was like, man, each. that's a lot. That is yeah. a lot. How is it to write for that format? Is it different? Yeah, it's been super interesting because I draw also, so like, I like to throw in my visual gags. Yeah. So. So having to write audio gags has been different. <laughs> yeah. That's and true. there's not a lot of like narrative podcasts for kids that aren't mysteries. Yeah. Like most of them are sort of like mystery or like spooky stories, <laughs> stuff like that. There's not enough like straight up comedies. So, oh. yeah, it's been interesting. Yeah. But it's been really fun. That's I awesome. Did, I did like a table read of the first two episodes and that went really well. It was like, uh, yeah. I wanted to be there so badly, and I was <laughs> dealing with the worst sinus infection I've had ever. Oh man! <laughs> For three Sorry weeks that. straight. That was, oh yeah, that was fun. Oh jeez, yeah, yeah. But uh, Tyler I, loves kids' stories. He can follow along. Yeah, you know, it's really good for him. I like it when they have like, yeah, yeah. when they have like the smell, like they scratch the smell. Oh yeah, yeah. That's my favorite. Coming to a podcast <laughs> near you soon. Mailable Scr scratch, scratch and, and smell. smell podcast. That's right. Ooh, that's a good idea. <laughs> what else we know you're working on uh fun 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 world too right yeah yeah so basically yeah just finished the last proof of the pdf Ooh. uh so I, yeah i was like dotting the eyes finishing <laughs> that off and then the announcement came that oni and lionforge were merging so yeah. so that kind of like it didn't mess things up necessarily like it, it was slated for this coming september but now it looks like it'll be early next year, like February-ish. Is that better? Is that a little bit more like uh, relieving or or would you rather just get it over with? No, I think it's actually better for me because okay, now uh, I don't know if it's like all officially in the works, but like it'll get roughly the same distribution deal that Saifu got, which that got into like a lot of libraries and bookstores. Yeah. Uh, because like when stuff like like – I don't know. I don't sell very well when it's like just diamond distribution in comic book shops because yeah. I'm not, you know, people don't know my name in comic book shops. So well, they should. Yeah, they should. Gonna. Yeah. So, I know your yeah. name. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. But the library world and the bookstore world, like my stuff does way better. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I yeah. think that's I think that's where it counts, actually. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Especially for kids stuff. Like that's where that's where the parents are shopping and. Wonderful. Are yeah. you working on anything else right now? Yeah, and then I'm right in the middle of uh, laying out the roughs for Saifu Book 2. Saifu 2! Yeah, which is called uh, Saifu It Takes Two. Ah, <laughs> That's I amazing. Yeah, yeah. What got you, um, you know, I guess like just to hear more about Saifu, because I, what kind of got you into that? Because it definitely is like a, it's a different kind of story for you a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, actually, it's the one I've been wanting to do the longest. Like, really? Oh yeah. Like yeah. even I mean, before Pantalonis, Texas and Oh yeah, yeah. Buffalo I, Speedway? 
Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. I'm just naming all your books now. Rocket <laughs> Salvage. <laughs> even before Rocket Salvage. Yeah. <laughs> which came yeah, out way which... after the other two I mentioned. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's crazy is I pitched Saifu to Cartoon Network before Samurai Jack. Wow. Whoa. So you, yeah. So like, do the math there. <laughs> so yeah, before the world even knew that Samurai Jack existed. How does it yeah, feel to crazy. be doing the second one then? Uh, it feels amazing. Yeah, like I basically have four books and a spin-off sort of like in mind for it. Like, wow. It's all like plotted out. So it's like it feels great to finally do like a sequel because none of my books have done well enough to like, you know, warrant a sequel. So it's nice to be able to like uh, <laughs> just to expand the story. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. I can't wait to ask more questions, but we're gonna. I definitely want to do that book for Indie Comics for a full month. So we'll wait on those questions <laughs> until later. Tyler's very <laughs> excited about it, listeners. So get hype. We're definitely going to be talking more sci-fi. <laughs> All right, Yehudi. Now, here's something I'm curious about, actually. Oh, yes. What is something you would like readers to take away from your work? Of all the stuff that you have done, what is the main thing you want readers to take away from all the great stuff you've written? That's interesting. You know what? A big thing I try to weave in uh, to all my stuff is um, like the notion that it's okay to question authority. Oh, like, I think that's okay. a big theme that's in like all one. my stories. It's that's like, an, that's a good one. Yeah, it's like you know, kids aren't really taught to like question authority. Mm-hmm. Yeah. you know, to yeah. think for themselves, to like, you know, have that critical thinking. Yep. But I, like, I definitely like I push that a lot. That is awesome, and you yeah, are right because from an early age, we're always having our kids to obey, obey this, obey that, but never. Yeah. And sort of like in an absolute, like no matter what. And it's like yeah. the way I grew up, like I was always in trouble for no reason. <laughs> like I would, I was bussed around to like, you know, I lived in a poor neighborhood and was bussed to more affluent neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. So I was always looked at as like, you know, very suspiciously. Mm-hmm. So I was always like put in detention for no reason. Like I remember like first week of eighth grade, Vice principal pulls me out of class, takes me around the side of the school, points to some graffiti like high up on the wall and says, someone saw you drive a blue van onto the school property and spray paint this. It's like, I'm in the eighth grade. I'm like, I don't know how to drive, first of all. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have a van. Like, it was, yeah, so it's like. What well, it is, so. it's, the worst thing parents can say is like, because I said so, right? And it's right. like, they're not giving an explanation or trying to teach you anything. They're just saying, well, I'm right and you're yeah. wrong. Or, you know, yeah. if you look in a greater societal sense, it's just the way it is mm-hmm. instead of trying to ask why. And then yeah. therefore fix it or make the world a better place by questioning. Yeah. You, what's your biggest lesson you've learned in the last uh, two years? I say that, be careful what you sign. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Didn't you didn't you ever watch The yeah, Little yeah. Mermaid, Yehudi? It's very clear. There's a strong yeah. message. <laughs> <laughs> Did you sign something from Pat Carroll again? <laughs> um, for us, this is a really, really big episode. Yeah. Um, we've been working on it for a little while. We're so excited to check back in with you and talk to you as one of our favorite creators. You know, we have a lot of them. I don't want to say anyone who's not on our special 100th episode is not one of our favorites. But um, we are thrilled to have you. And, you know, what do independent comics mean to you we've been doing a hundred episodes on indie comics um over 50 different books you know what what does this landscape mean to you how do you feel to be a part of it and to be creating in this space um what does it mean 
Yeah, it's interesting. It's been so rewarding because, like, you know, I've worked in like video games and you know, uh, and animation, but like, yeah, indie comics have been so much more rewarding. Uh, just because, like, I don't know, it just like it frees you up to use your own voice, yeah. and it feels like it lasts. Like video games, you know, the kind of games I worked on, like the casual games. It's like you, they're released and then they're gone. Like you know. You know, within a month, like, yeah, and it just like all that hard work, like a year out of your life, you killed yourself working on a, like a little mm. casual game that just evaporates immediately. So yeah, like working on books is something like still like nice about having that tangible book in your hand and be able to show people. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely really nice. And they yeah. smell a lot better than games. Exactly. <laughs> That's the most important thing. Exactly. I'm going back yeah, to that. Yeah. That was a that was that was a that was a throwback to my 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 other smell joke. I'm done. <laughs> Maybe that's why you have so many sinus infections. Right? <laughs> He's smelling too many suspicious items. Oh dear. <laughs> All right. Here's something I'm curious about. Do you have any advice for creators that are just starting out? Uh, yeah. Finish a project. Oh, that's, that's, that's a good one. Yeah. That's the biggest thing. It's like just finish your first thing. Yeah. And that's like that's half the battle right there. Yeah. I don't know why that reminds me of that Patton Oswald joke where you're talking about uh deathbed, the bed that eats people. I don't know if you know that bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that yeah. bit is unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's it. Um so we always ask people when they come through, you know, what is the worst review you've ever gotten? Um it was based on an interview we did with um Joshua Williamson. Yeah. Williamson. A while ago. It's a question he likes to ask, but this is our hundredth episode. It's special. So we're gonna flip it on its head. We're gonna ask you, <laughs> what is the best review you've ever? gotten what you know stuck with you what made your heart sing oh uh the i get messages from parents hmm. saying my kid doesn't read but he's read your book eight <sighs> times like, oh there we go like just yeah just like think about that like that's like i mean yeah that's everything right there yeah so. i love that how does that make uh, you feel to get to have that impact uh, it feels amazing, like, because I wasn't a huge reader, too, as a kid, because I was always drawing. So, like, I feel like the way I write and the way my stories sort of, like, unfurl in a way, it's almost, I don't know, I, th I feel like it hits a certain kid that's not maybe a big reader, but then will get them into reading. Yeah. Like, I feel like I've, I've sort of tapped into that sort of, like, story flow, if you will. Which is so special to you because, you know, we talk about a lot of different comics on here and, you know, mostly for more mature audiences and for adults. But we do mm -hmm. talk sometimes about, you know, this would be a great thing to introduce a, a younger person to or even a teenager. And and that's such a special field, not just comics, but comics for children and comics for young yeah. people. And it is I mean, they are more accessible. There yeah. are a lot of people that, you know, struggle with reading and and they're they're reading for the first time and they're getting into it and they're getting involved and that's so incredible and and so cool that they have an amazing storyteller like you to guide yeah. them through thanks yeah, uh, yeah i hope your second favorite review is anything i say yeah exactly <laughs> everything good tyler has ever said <laughs> you'll be the next pull quote on his yeah yeah <laughs> Saifu too. <laughs> yeah, I think he's. What did you say? Like Golden Falcon. I forgot who you from Hero Hotel. You. Oh man, I forgot. Your review. You equated him to. 
was it Booster Gold? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining yeah. us again. Um, yeah. This is a really special moment for us, and we're so glad that you could join us for it. Yeah. Um, yeah, thank you very much. Congratulations. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Of course. Um, to and, one billion more. Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you can uh, check out fun, energy? Right? fun, fun, fun <laughs> world uh, early next year, it sounds like. And yeah. Saifu 2, uh, maybe towards the fall. Um, yeah. And keep a lookout. Yehudi's doing a lot of cool stuff. Some yeah, podcasts coming up. What's the podcast called again? It's Hero uh, Hotel. Hero Hotel. Oh, it's the Hero, of course. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know if it had a different name in uh, yeah. serial format. Right, right, yeah. It's And look for the PINA Network, P-I-N-N-A. PINA right. Network? Yeah. Your kids can listen to it. It sounds yeah. really cool. I'll listen uh, to it you and know, scratch and sniff with it. Your kids or your, your adult <laughs> children or adult friends who need some yeah. action in their lives. <laughs> we look forward to hopefully talking to you soon about Saifu in general. Um, it's an awesome book. We look forward to it. And thank you so much for joining us. I have one last question, though. Will we get more Hero Hotel in comic book form? Ooh. Uh, hopefully. Sweet. Yes. Yeah, and I mean, I think they're they're the the cast that they're trying to get for this Hero Hotel podcast is going to be pretty cool. So, nice. so it might reunite some. Like if that like takes off, then yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's awesome. I heard George Clooney is circling around it. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's that's a good message too to to end with and to talk about is you know these are independent comics are beautiful because they're creator inspired and because you have this ability to tell yeah. these stories, but they also need support. You know, they're not always backed by. You know, right. to your point, Saifu 2 may never have happened. Yeah. And it's because people cared about it and because people fought for it that it's coming. And, you know, everybody go read Hero Hotel. Go listen to the podcast. You know, support the creators that you love. And we will keep supporting you. Yep. We love you so much. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, right. Thank yeah, you, Yehudi. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks. Yehudi. All right. And next up, we have another of our favorite creators, Carly Oostein. We are so happy to have you back. Uh, we talked with you last in January of 2018, last year, it's been a long year, but we've all we've all made it through. Here we are again. Um, what have We're you? All so much older now. Right? Yeah, we've aged so many years in that one yeah. year. Um, what are you up to? I know that you have an amazing new book out that I'm super excited to talk to you about, the Avant Guards. But um, yeah, share a little yeah. bit about your life. Um, that's what. That's basically what I've been up to. It's just. Um, <laughs> was, uh, you know, working with Boom to create and then start writing the avant-garde. Um, and the first issue is out in January. We're doing a 12-issue run. So it'll be monthly this entire year, uh, which is definitely a bit more of an undertaking than Heavy Vinyl was. That was four issues. So it's, uh, I, I, when I finished writing the fourth issue of avant-garde, I was like, wow, the last time I did this, I was done. <laughs> <laughs> like, man. But it's exciting because, you know, you get to you get to tell so much more story and get to really get more into the characters. And yeah. it's just it's it's uh, it's been really, really fun. You know, like, really your creative, like your creative like your creativeness is kind of like explode a little bit more. And you're like, sweet, I can keep going more. Yeah, you don't have to keep it contained <laughs> to like a tiny box that is just like a story that can be told in four issues. You can kind of let it be yeah. a little bigger and 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 just, you know, like knowing from the jump that it was going to be a longer run. Yeah. yeah. You know, you get to kind of plan that out and, and you kind of. Which has just been very exciting. So yeah, how does that um, feel as a creator then to have a little more space and, and room to tell a story? Um, it's a little overwhelming. I was like, <laughs> when, when they they first approached me about the like the idea of like developing like kind of like a fun sports book, I was like, oh my god, yes! Like, 
I've been playing basketball since I was a kid. It's got to be basketball. I'm so excited. Like, let's come up with something. We kind of worked with uh, my editor, Shannon Waters, on kind of like really fleshing out the idea. And then um, she was like, it's going to be 12 issues. And I was like, but the last one was four. Don't you want to give me like six? <laughs> like, see if I can do it. And they're like, no, like we, we know you can do it. And I was just oh. like, oh my God, that is, I mean, that's incredible. Like, like, like so there have so much like faith and confidence and belief in me, which is amazing and like <laughs> such a compliment and very like humbling, but also it's terrifying and overwhelming. Yeah. Um, cause you're like, I don't want to, I want to make sure that this is like something to, that'll sustain for the, that many issues. And it's not just like, th- you know, four strong issues and eight filler in between, you know, like you want to really make sure totally. that you're doing the medium justice and the story justice and, and really like utilizing it to its fullest potential. So that, um, getting to kind of tackle something larger was really, was really fun. Yeah. Um, and, and definitely was like, wow, that was, I was like, wow, they like, Boom believes in me. This is scary. (laughs) It's like it's like for me. Like I mean, not exactly the same thing, but it's like whenever you go to the store and you need paper towels and you get the you could have like the normal one or the the mega rolls with three to one. I can't imagine being a creator and uh, having having to do uh, that. You know, the three times. Yeah, it's totally mega rolls. rolls. (laughs) (laughs) I know you'll have an you'll have to get an ongoing series next, and really, yeah, (laughs) never end. It'll just go on. Oh my God. It'll never end. I don't even know how, how, how do you even plan that out? I mean, I'm sure. Right. I know there's way, I, there's gotta be ways, but like you have to, you have to create some sort of milestones. I would imagine. Like, well, yeah. Cause they like story like, arcs, right? So yeah, you're like, this like, is dude, my like, arc. Create arcs. I, I heard if you're like related to Tolkien in any way, it helps. Oh, shoot. <laughs> Maybe I should finally do ancestry.com and see if there's any connection. I mean, yeah, I don't think there is though. <laughs> see, see what kind of, you know, writer ancestors you can fall back yeah. on yeah really right yeah get yourself some <laughs> with my luck it'll be people that just wrote like short stories and poems i'll be like oh that's true. <laughs> yeah. short and, format was my thing who knew you're like f scott fitzgerald damn it he had only one <laughs> good book <laughs> when and for your new book then you kind of said that boom approached you about it but what um what kind of inspired avant-garde i love the name that's amazing um and you know what what are you hoping to do with it um well first i will say about the name i we were trying to come up with a name. We had so many horrible titles. We it was it was like un, it was untitled sports comic. It was untitled basketball yes. comics. And then when I was filling out all the paperwork, like my contracts, the the working title we used was hoops, which is the funniest thing in the world to me. Can you imagine hoops? If you were buying a comic and it was just called hoops, yeah. like it's yeah. it's so bad and so funny that like, I just like I almost wanted to call it hoops yeah. I'm gonna see if I can find yeah, a way to work like, some kind of hoops joke into an oh issue gosh, just hey, did you get the new bo- did you get the new issue of hoops yeah the new issue of hoops was amazing hoops, man, it's such a good book maybe they oh, read like so, hoops magazine or something <laughs> so funny yeah like I gotta work it into an issue somewhere so if you ever see like something called hoops in one of the issues that's why we will know um, now but, yeah, I was you know, gonna we were say going back on, on titles we couldn't come up with anything and my wife Robin came up with the title <laughs> She was like, what about, like, she was just thinking of like, you know, artsy things that yeah. would maybe be a pun with, with sports. And she was like, oh, what about the avant-garde? And I had to, I was like, I sat, I had to sit down. I was like, oh my God, that's <laughs> so good. It's so clever. Yeah. It's so good. I was just like, I'm truly, truly thrilled about this title. Cause we had <laughs> only bad titles. Shannon and I were like, these are terrible titles. And then I was like, avant-garde, we did it. And by we, I mean, Robin. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, like that's like what you need in a partner, right? You're like, I'm just oh, gonna yeah. do all this, and like, can you have like a brilliant idea here and there, and I will just run with it. <laughs> it's always like you just want to like enhance each other and like make each other better. That's the goal. Absolutely. Um, so that was like she she really saved the book with that title. It's amazing. Um, 
That's awesome. It's really, I love it. It's so good. Um, so, so yeah, the, the initial conversation was, um, you know, we love heavy vinyl. Do you want to write another book? I was like, yeah, yeah, totally. And I was like, I don't know that I have any pitches right now. And, um, Shannon was like, I really would love to do something that's like related to like a women's sports team. Um, and we were talking about our love of a league of their own hmm. and glow and things like that. And just yeah. like how it's like, glow such so good. A, so good. Oh my God. So good. Um, and just how it like, you're telling this, it's really a character driven story, but like using sports and the competition as kind of like a, a driving plot device, but it's really about getting to know this team of people and how they come together and like what they're able to accomplish as a group and just sort of how they enhance each other and how they learn from each other. And so then I just sort of went off and, and I, I was like, well, it's gotta be basketball because I've, I've played basketball since I was in middle school and I'm not about to learn the intricacies of another sport right. in my mid thirties. So I'm just, it's going to be basketball. And, um, and then I just started just kind of like thinking about like, what would be interesting? And I was like, well, for me, it's always my whole life is there's always been this, like I've, I've, since I was middle school, I was really into playing basketball and it's something that I've, I grew up doing and then kind of like fell off as I got into college and got a little older. And now I'm actually playing basketball again the last few years in a mm -hmm. league here in LA. And I've just like fallen in love with it all over again. And it's really become a really important part of my life. And like my team is like really important and it's been such a wonderful experience the last couple of years. And so that of course brought up a lot of feelings and, yeah. um, this sort of idea of like, you know, I, I'm a filmmaker and a comic book creator why am I into sports? Like, can you do both? Can you be, into, <laughs> can you be, you know, like, can you care about art and can you care about sports? Like they seem so opposed to one another, mm -hmm. but do they really need to be? And I, of course, I don't think that they do need to be. Um, and so that was kind of, I was like, what if it's like a place that you wouldn't expect there to be a basketball team? Hmm. And that was where the idea came from. And so and then I just kind of ran with it and, um, you know, started creating, like, what would this ragtag group of misfits look like? Who is the leader? What is our way in? And what is going to happen to them? And it just like flowed from there. It just like, it just came to me. And, and I just, I'm obsessed with all the characters, all the characters. They're so ridiculous. And, and I, yeah, it's, it's awesome. It's like, it's, it's a mix. It's a combination of like all my favorite things. It's like, you've got like basketball sports action. You've got like wacky queer romance and queer characters. And then like, everyone has like a different, like cool artistic passion that they're obsessed with that they're in school for. It's like, it's beautiful. Yeah. That's one of, and I feel like so many of the best comics are about, especially with the younger characters, it's about the sense of belonging and identity. And, you know, your comics are, are about that. I feel like uh, very strongly and like, how do you fit together? And like, yeah, that idea of the misfit, I think everyone has been there, especially growing up. And like, I love, your personal connection then of like being older and coming back to basketball again. And like, how does that feel as an adult versus, you know, when you were younger yeah. and how is it different and how is it the same? Absolutely. It's, I had this sort of weird experience with it when I was growing up where like, I loved basketball. I've, I've always loved, I loved the sport, but the actually playing on my high school team and stuff was actually a really big source of like anxiety for me yeah. for a lot of various reasons. And you know, there's that thing that they, they still say this now, but like in the nineties was like a big, big push of like, get young girls to play team sports. Right. Like, <laughs> it's so important for character development. And it's not just for what, you know, like that was such a huge, and it's still a big thing, but it was like a really big push when I was in school. Yeah. And, um, so I was like, yeah, I'm going to do sports and I'm going to like get into sports. It's going to be awesome. 
And I really enjoyed it, but it also was such a, sh- a source of anxiety and like panic attacks for me that I was really conflicted about it. And so coming back to it now as an adult and it's this like wonderful thing and I'm not anxious and it's not a big deal. And I'm just like being, I can be myself. And I have this like team around me that compliments me. And I feel like it just feels like a family. And I'm like, yeah. well, that was what was missing from my high school mm-hmm. sports experience. And I know a lot of people did have that in high school or have had that in college or whatever part of their life. So I want to kind of also talk about the, the just sort of like how people react to teams and how people function in teams and, and kind of like the, the ups and the downs. So that was something that was really important also is sort of like kind of touching upon that bit of my experience too. Um, I wanted to really kind of get that in there because that was, yeah, yeah, it was just like, it's like a, it was like a weird thing, but like, I'm like on the other side of it now and I'm like, whoa, this is kind of trippy and it's been really kind of fun to explore it and get to write it and, and, and unpack it, I guess. Well, yeah. And to know you're bigger than, you know, an identity, like you're not just the basketball girl or you're not just the writer girl or the artist or whatever. Like people don't have to be pigeonholed into these, you know, groups or cliques or identities. You can be anything and everything. And absolutely. We all contain multitudes and, uh, and we should get to explore all of those things as much as we want to. And so, yeah, I think you're totally right. Like this idea of like finding yourself and finding your place and finding your people um, is very much kind of the, the, the themes of, of heavy vinyl and avant-garde and the, the short film I just made this last year too. It's kind of also oh, the theme. Awesome. I clearly am working through some stuff from my youth. <laughs> right but I mean, it's kind of life's thing, right? It's identity. It's where we belong and who we belong yeah. with. And I mean, that's, that's why we're all here too. We're a big indie comics family and you know, it's, this <laughs> yeah, is our hundredth episode. It's really ah. exciting and really big and <laughs> It's so awesome. Congratulations oh, on a hundred. Thank you. That's so <laughs> great. Thank you. Like, thank you so much. Like, it's just like, like I totally get how much, like I have not personally made a podcast, but I understand <laughs> wanting to do something, actually getting it off the ground and then sticking with it and how hard that can be and how much work it is. And I'm, I'm, I commend you guys. It's fantastic. Thank, thank you so you. much. We are and it's exciting you. that I get to be a part of this hundredth uh, episode. Yeah. I'm oh, yeah. We love talking to you. You're, you are amazing <laughs> and heavy vinyl is amazing. Oh my gosh. We're a team, too. I can't <laughs> do sports, but <laughs> we're a nerd team, and that's cool, too. <laughs> it counts. Oh, yeah. And in many ways, what we're doing with this is we're living our dream. Look at that. Which yeah. brings me into what I'm going to be asking you right now. <laughs> Look at that see, segue. I see, see, unlike you, Tyler, I can actually do good segues. You know what? I don't wow. need, I don't need no segues, defense. okay? okay? Life, is not, life, is, life does not need wheel, like pointless wheels, okay? That was stupid. That was so bad. <laughs> nice defense. I, I thought, I thought I, you were going to go Tom Hanks with that for a minute there. But no. see, the problem is we do these great segues, then we ruin it by talking about how great the segue yeah, is. Yeah, basically and, I just had a good one, and now and pretty just much destroying my dreams. We all have dreams. Oh. Yeah. And we all have dreams and therefore in asking you now, we've seen a lot of what you are really enjoying with basketball and everything right now and regard to to your writing and the comics that you've done. But what would your dream project be right now? If you had to pick anything, it could involve anything, whoever you'd want to work with, whether it's writer wise or artist wise, what would be your dream to work on right now? Oh my God. Dreams. I don't even know how on earth I would answer that question. <laughs> oh my God. I mean, there, there has been, I grew up reading the, a lot of comics, but like the ones that were always my favorites growing up were, were 
Batman, Batman and Robin, that yeah. whole DC world. You would do such a right cool, on. like, Robin. Like, oh, I have been obsessed yeah. with the character of Robin since I, I was a kid. That. And I feel like something related to Robin would be, like, a like an absolute dream. Absolutely. Um, I don't know how I would make that happen. I don't know what the hell the story would be, but I would die to get to do something at that level. Are that you listening, insane. DC Callback? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would love it if you, if you, I think you would be awesome at Teen Titans, honestly. Oh, oh my God. Oh, yes. Teen Titans would be Guys, really Guys, put it out to the universe. Just put We're it, sending out the vibes. <laughs> yep. Well, and like, talk about, you know, it's a great team book. And that's the thing that I love. Like, obviously, we all love independent comics. Sure. Completely. This is our podcast. What, what are those? But but I mean, taking those <laughs> concepts of like, I feel like indie comics take, you know, these heartfelt stories. And then it's really nice to see that kind of stuff play out on, you know, Marvel or DC oh, or yeah. some of these superhero books where yeah. it can feel like heavy vinyl or it can feel like avant-garde, but it's, you know, Beast Boy. And, you know, like, I think that's yep. so special. And that's why, you know, it's great to see people yeah. do indie comics and also do, you know, some of the superhero comics and dabble all over and and tell stories in different mediums. Yeah, my my like career, my, my biggest career goal is like to direct a DC or Marvel movie one day. Like, yes. I mean, that's my like Which ultimate, one? ultimate. What would ultimate. be the character? Ugh, I mean, <laughs> honestly, like the the ones that have the the biggest place in my heart have always been uh, X Men yes. and Batman, Robin. Um, though I'm like uh, kind of especially attached to Captain Marvel right now, but that's not a particularly. Uh, new opinion as <laughs> she's sort of having quite a moment yes. um oh, but, if, uh, oh if i had to call her right now i see your your name all over the new mutants actually you, oh, that'd be you awesome. would be you, new mutants would be your thing i think <laughs> i would i'm absolutely it's in the universe now we've shared it everybody said carly Bring good vibes i just i just love it i love a group i love a group dynamic i do too yeah. there's oh, nothing oh, like yes. that moment how where the team comes together and changes and yeah when you put characters together that you don't expect to get along or fight it's just it's just yeah. exciting to see like what are they gonna do i don't know what they're gonna do well you have to decide you're the writer <laughs> we're well, relying on I you i just start writing yeah. and they tell me what what uh, they're yeah. doing there's totally been moments in writing avant-garde's um because we got it off the ground pretty quickly from like the initial pitch yeah. uh -huh. and so i like i was like okay i think like this is gonna happen or this uh, this character trait or this thing or this whatever and then as i was writing some of the first couple issues i was like oh no that doesn't make any sense at all i gotta change it like i was like oh no no these characters are telling me like these characters mm -hmm. are like telling me things about themselves it's such a weird thing to say and to experience but i'm like no this character is like would never say this i can't believe i thought yeah. two weeks yeah. ago this is what it was and now i'm like i'm like getting to know them as i'm writing them it's bizarre that's what it's but. about so while we're talking about bringing things together nice yes segue <laughs> you know in the past year and four three months um what what's kind of the number one like thing that you've learned uh out of all these experiences and everything that you, you know in the comic book industry or just oh. maybe just storytelling in general man that is such a good and big question um <laughs> I feel like the past year and three months has I've done the most writing that I've done ever yeah. in my life, honestly. Um, and, and that's become like such a big focus for me. So I'm really like trying to learn, like, I'm really just sort of learning, like, what is my process? How do I write? How do I function as a writer best? Like, what am I doing to set myself up for success of like actually make actually writing, like make like just like the basics of like getting the work done, meeting deadlines, not burning out. And then also on top of it, like writing things that are good and fun and that people will want to read. Like it's been 
that's been like the biggest thing for me. I think this since the last time we talked is just, it's just like the, you know, having to kind of like scale up how much writing I'm doing and how frequently I'm doing it both for comics and for film and television and just like make it work for myself, which is something it's, 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 it's something I'm still figuring out, but it's, it's becoming something that I'm excited about and dreading less, which is uh, huge for me. So (laughs) um, it's, it's like, it's getting there, it's getting there. And so I think it's just like, I've been learning a lot about just, about just, just the writing process and, and how important outlining is and and just like things that I haven't really thought about in such a long time um, are now like a very big, a very big part of my life, which is kind of fun. (laughs) It's good. It's been, it's been very writing focused. Definitely. I can't wait to talk to you like next year or like a year and a half and you'll, and you'll you'll just be like, yeah, I got offered this like, you know, 96 issue run. It's nothing. I mean, mean... I'm churning out an issue a day guys. It's pretty sick. I mean, one year and three months from now. One of those 365 issue series. <laughs> Pre-ordered all the way to issue 1,000. making a new issue every day. It's normal. Yeah, yeah right? That sounds, sounds like the industry. I actually want to ask you one thing before we go. Um, because I was actually going all the way back to avant-garde. Um, and we'll, I, I really want to actually talk about that book way later on. I may ask you the exact same question. Um, so you were talking about how sports and you know comics don't really mix well together, which I actually agree with. However, there is a comic book form that sports actually are like one of the top sellers, which is manga. By mm, any chance, yes. did you read anything? Um, like I love manga. I love anime. I mean, there's a lot of stuff. I mean, there's, there's like Prince of Tennis. Anime, that's huge. Volleyball. Yeah. Tennis I mean, anime. Um, ice skating anime. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and, and anything that you read to kind of like get a little bit of inspiration from? Um, I actually didn't read any manga and I definitely, there was definitely stuff on the list of like, I really need to put in some time and like read a lot of things and really didn't have the time to do it. Um, the manga that I'm the closest with, uh, has always been Sailor Moon and that's like, that was such an inspiration for like heavy vinyl. And I think it's probably, I mean like anytime I have, I write like a group, I'm just like, here we are back with the Sailor Scouts. Like, yeah, I, I, I get a little weird when I'm writing something, especially when I'm like starting to write it. Like when I was like starting to come up with like what this was going to be, where I try to not read or watch other things. I try to just like kind of burrow into my own head so that it's not, I don't, I don't like want, I get really worried that I'm going to like subconsciously like take things sure. or pull things that I, that I would not realize I was doing until it was too late. And I think like having references is one thing and like being influenced by things. And there's like very obvious references and influences and in everything I've done, but those are all things that like were already there. You know, it's yeah. not like I was like studying them going into it. Well, yeah, and hopefully we can catch up maybe towards the end of your run then this year and, and talk more about it. Um, one thing oh. that we always ask everyone, which we've asked you before then too, is what's the worst review you've ever gotten? But this <laughs> time for our 100th episode, we want to turn it around. What is the best review you've ever gotten? Opposite oh day, God. basically. <laughs> I love opposite day. Um, I've, I've stopped seeking out reviews. That's fair. Because... Uh, that is a very, very stupid thing. To <laughs> Slippery do. slope. What? You don't go to YouTube comment sections like I do? It's a magical place full of a it's wonder. So wonderful. <laughs> the best of humanity. <laughs> it's a real cross section of just diverse, delightful human being, nature, whatever. It's like um, it's like the best family reunion you could ever have. <laughs> oh God. God, yeah. And, and there's a and there's a troll under every bridge. Oh. 
But yeah, is there anything that like kind of, you know, you remember or like was a special moment for you or just made you feel good? Oh, coming cool. on Indie Comics, obviously really formative. <laughs> uh-huh. We're oh, I should have. Oh, man, I should have prepared something for this. I have nothing off the top of my head. That's that I can totally think of. good. What about, about something, what, something your wife had said? Oh, yeah. Oh, she just like, well, uh, like when I get my comps in, I usually wait to get the, the comps in so that she can read it all as oh, one okay. actual piece. Yeah. Um, unless I'm like, I need like some advice or some help with like a story or something. And then I'll, I'll bounce ideas off of her, but I try to wait and just give her the book to look at so she can get the whole story. Um, and just every time with avant-garde, especially with the first issue, um, when I gave it to her, she was just, she was like, Oh my God, this is so cute. I love <laughs> it. I was just like, it's amazing. Like, okay, good. Okay, good. <laughs> Well, and at the end of the day, it is. It's not about the online people. It's about the people in your life that support you and love your work and care about you. And yeah, you know, it's the reviews like, that matter. <laughs> anytime I don't get notes on a script, I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> it's a I big love day. That. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us again. It's been so great to have you. Um, everybody, please look up the avant garde. You yep. can get it from Boom. You can ask your local comic book shop. It's still towards the beginning of the run. Pick up the last few issues. Get on board. Put it on your pull list. And then heavy vinyl as well is available. Yes. Um, heavy vinyl trade is totally available. Um, and if you want more heavy vinyl, just tweet at Boom Studios and tell them because they're yeah. listening. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Carly. Thanks for joining us. We hope to thank hear you guys. much more from thank you soon. You. This was awesome. I will come back anytime. Oh, thank you. Yay. Love talking to you guys. This is a blast. And congrats again on 100 episodes. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you so much. We appreciate it. And our next amazing guest is DJ Kirkbride. The last time that we talked to him, he's making a face like he's not amazing. And let me tell you, folks, he is. Um, We saw him last time in February of last year, actually, for Once in Future Queen. And then actually, you were our second book, Tyler was saying. Yeah, um, you were one of our first uh, books for the current format uh, with Amelia Cole. You were like our, our oh. second or our third interview yep. ever for Indie Comics. So, well, yeah. Actually, oh, you know. well, well, thank you all so much. I, it's always fun to talk to you, so I appreciate it, and I'm glad I was one of the, the early adapters. I'm shocked adapters, that adapters, you would come back. Adapters, for... anyway. And, we, and, you were one, and you were one of the rare occasions in which you didn't come to us, but we came to you for the interview. Oh, we went right. all the way to Marina Del Rey. Yes. And that was our first, that's right. That was our first off-site interview. Yeah, no, that was really fun when you, when you guys showed up. That was great. That I'm was glad fun, that yeah. we could convince you to come back for a third round. I'm so sorry. I'm I know. So I, I can't believe I didn't annoy you <laughs> to a point where you're just no. like. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Heavens, um, no, you're all wonderful. Oh, oh well, thank, thank you. you. This is, you know, why we're Through doing this is just to hear that we're wonderful from fabulous people. <laughs> but uh, what have, what <laughs> have you been up to lately? So we've, we've talked about some amazing comics from you before. What, what are you doing now? Well, I had a book uh, kind of come out um, – Kind of come out, uh, called Errand Boys uh, from Image Comics is a five-issue miniseries. I kind um, of remember that one. <laughs> yeah, it, was, it, it went under whatever's under the radar. Uh, but uh, if you haven't heard of it, it's new to you. I recommend trying to find it. The only way to find it might be Comixology, but um, it was in a lot of by far my most personal book and the one that meant a lot. So, Wait, I, I've, uh, seen, yeah, if I've seen it at comic book shops. That'd be great. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, no, <laughs> I was joking when yeah. I said that you kind of heard of it. No, it's a, it's a good book. Two is if you go to your local comic shop, often they can order you things online, listeners. So <laughs> go and talk with your, your people and see if they can order it, too, if you want a physical copy or a comicsology. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, it's like a, it's a sci-fi family drama adventure comedy about about brothers and like hmm. a big crazy sci-fi world, lots of adventure and action, and amazing art from this guy uh, named Nikos Koitsis, who is the colorist on Savage Dragon, but hmm. a brilliant artist in his own right. What huh. inspired you to create it? What oh, what inspired me to write Aaron Boys? Actually, it's uh. Um, it's like all my books are kind of personal and this, this kind of has some, I mean, a lot's obviously changed. Like I'm not in, I don't live in the future. I don't know any aliens. I've never flown a spaceship, uh, that I recall, but, uh, some, a lot of it's just about family dynamics and just trying to, um, book kind of grows as it goes along, but the people who just bought issue one, maybe never got to find out where the story went. It's kind of an interesting thing in comics. I think serialized comics lately, uh, trying to tell a story, with people who just want everything right at the very start. So, but, um, but yeah, if anyone picks it up, yeah, it's, uh, it's actually an, for all the silliness, it's an oddly personal story for me. So I hope yeah. we see more of it. You won't, but <laughs> the five issues are out. <laughs> so please check out those five issues. Five is the magic number, not three. Well, you're still <laughs> one of my favorite writers. Like still, like, I mean, I, I, I mean that dearly. Like I, I try to read everything that you, you know, that you write. You're, you're one of my favorite people, and you're one of my favorite oh, writers. So. Well, you don't. Well, you, you're too kind. Thank you so much. <laughs> no, thank you. Yeah, but uh, yeah, Aaron Boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So five issues. That's the latest thing. I, and I, you know, I, I got some stuff in the works. We'll see what happens. I don't know. The industry is kind of weird right now. I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to kind of uh, navigate it. Uh, the way I've been yeah. doing it isn't doesn't seem to work anymore. So. <laughs> I think I think it's one of those like old man fuddy duddy has to learn how to change with the times situations right now. What's different about it? Um, uh, like certainly, uh, like the comics, um, market is as, uh, cluttered as ever, but I think mm-hmm. there are fewer readers, you know, and uh, I find it's a little difficult, even more difficult for an indie book without a movie or TV show tie in to, yeah. to get any traction. I will like, uh, with, uh, Aaron boys is interesting. I remember, like with Once a Future Queen, I had a list of people I you know, contacted and got, did interviews and got reviews. And I was like, oh, I'll head all these folks up for Aaron Boys. And it was like mostly crickets. So, And a lot of people contacted me and said they weren't doing it anymore, doing, doing reviews and, and, and uh, comics press. It's just it's really changed, like yeah. kind of fascinatingly. Like, um, and, and uh, you know, really quickly. You know, because Aaron Boys came out like, or, I mean, sorry, Once a Future Queen came out a year ago. Yeah. And then I, I felt like the landscape really changed. But so, so it's nice to see you guys. You you find folks out there still still doing it. We will always chatting up be comic here for books, you. Celebrating <laughs> indie books. Yeah, we're trying to be the positive influences for the whole industry. Well, and I think what you're exactly. saying is totally right about, you know, it's kind of with everything in the age of the internet now is there's so much content. There's so many web comics. There's so many, you know, comic shop comics. And it takes so much even to get there that you know there is a lot out there and that's one of the reasons that we exist is to help people understand you know like what they might be interested in and see what's behind it and and you know care a little more and get a little more of the story so they do go to their local comic book shop or even comiXology or anywhere and, and pick these books up because they're amazing and they're heartfelt and we we want to promote you and so yeah um that's hard to hear but also i mean i think that's life right is you know there's ebbs and flows to any career and it's good for people to hear you know how you get through the easy times and the tough times. And it's awesome that you're still, you know, coming up with ideas and, and working towards the future. And I'm sure we'll have you on again soon for a new book. And, and I love saying oh, I hope so. <laughs> no, thank you. But no, it is important. Like, I love the fact that, you know, you, you promote indie comics. I think, um, 
comics as a medium is really awesome, regardless of movie. Even though we all love comics, movies, and TV shows, I'm ready to probably weep openly at Avengers Endgame because I love <laughs> yeah. all those characters, yeah. especially the Cap. Therapy uh, session but you know, it's it's really it's. I just I, I do have a passion for creator-owned and indie comics, so I thank you all for being out there and like taking the time to talk to me now and in the past and just and like I see on Instagram your feed. It looks like you guys are you're always having a party at all these conventions and getting the word out and talking to people. Trying. And it's it's awesome. More more of that, please. Like we yeah. could, we need to clone all of you. Oh, thank you. Trust me, I, I need I need more help. We need more help if you want to help GGG. Yeah. Hey, PS. Okay, you, you know, listen. I mean, I think this is going to go out audio, but you can see me, and uh, there's a lot of gray hairs. I don't, I don't have the energy. <laughs> you, you, I gotta leave it to you, youth. You're, you're I still don't know about there. that. But... Your spirit I, I was, is still young. I was gonna say, so, I was gonna say, silvery, dude, silvery. Yeah. That's the way it should be. So... <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think it is. This is our hundredth episode, and it's Woo-hoo! a really, so really cool to have you. And and I think it is. It's looking at you know back a little bit at what we've done before, but also looking forward. And you know. To your point, like we don't know what the future is going to bring. The yeah. indie comics landscape has changed so much over the last few years and since we started, and it's going to keep changing. And you know, hopefully for the better, and hopefully we'll be able to amplify these really important voices and these beautiful stories that come from the heart. And our, you know, like superhero comics are great and often very heartfelt, but there's such a space in indie comics for you know these beautiful different stories that you just can't get any other way and these limited runs that you know there's a beginning middle and end there's five issues that's it and that's so easy to also digest and take home and experience and you know there's something really beautiful to that that um you know i hope everybody will go and and pick up and keep reading and support local comic book shops because that's important too oh god yeah yeah the best comic shops around there's some great comic shops Immediately, I think of our, one of our favorites, Comic Bug, and also I was reading about. Yeah. Um, there's a shop in Portland called Books with Pictures. Yes. Uh, yes. That they're moving locations, and they I think they have a Kickstarter going on, and just shops like that that curate and like care about the fans, and sites like yours that care about uh, new voices and interesting stories. That's awesome. It, it gives one hope for the future, and I, I I'm so proud of you guys you all for doing 100 episodes here's to 100 more i know right (laughs) and hopefully we'll make more than one cent an episode (laughs) yeah well hey you know if we were doing it for the money uh let's face it none of us would be doing this comic stuff that's uh, true that is true which which ultimately is more important than money i think yeah that's true and it's the community Mm, (laughs) hopefully hopefully when you do things you love the money comes along too panels and friends are awesome and it, it makes my life rich a place to understand yes. each other and ourselves and, and be, you know, be together in the things that we love and care about. You know, we actually met. I don't, do, do you remember how we met? Uh, I have a bad Your remind, eyes remind, met remind, across for, the I mean, room. I, I assumed it was at a convention. Am yeah. I wrong? <laughs> yep. No, okay. no, you're right. No, you're right. You're right. Sorry. No, it, we met at WonderCon 2014. Uh, you did a panel with Yehudi Mercado called uh, Comics, oh. for, Comics for All Ages about kids and stuff. Yeah. And I knew Yehudi, and I went and I met, and I and you were talking about Amelia Cole. I was instantly sold, so I went to your booth and I bought the first two volumes. And the second volume had just come out, I think. Oh my God! Yeah, that's right. That was a great panel. Was uh, was that was? There's only three people who showed up, but it was like honestly, I learned a lot more because we were asking questions, and you guys had like the real talk, and it was awesome. I learned so much. Yeah, and I do remember that. I can see your. 
your youthful, excited face, exuberant <laughs> in the audience. And how much he's aged in the five years since. Yep. <laughs> God. <laughs> it's not the years, it's the mileage. <laughs> <laughs> the gray's coming into his beard soon, too. Oh, Hopefully God. Hopefully it'll look as good as yours someday. I don't know. I'm losing my hair. I think I'm just going to lose it all. <laughs> just shave yeah, it. With it. Go bald. Yeah, yeah, yeah do what I did. Yeah. All right. Next question. All right, DJ. Well, this is <laughs> okay. Anyway. As Tyler has a, a life crisis, like on the podcast live. <laughs> I bring that out in people. <laughs> is that your, it, was that your lame attempt at a segue? Because I've just shaved my head. Actually, I don't know. No, I, there was no segue. Was just... And Jeff looks great. <laughs> oh, okay, thank you. I appreciate that. Well, DJ, what I want to know is, what's your dream project if you could work on anything? Interesting. Interesting. I mean, you know, I honestly, for me, and what I've really realized, um, even though I, I love like a lot of characters everybody knows, you know, I think I've talked about like Superman makes me oddly emotional. Like I love what I think that character represents. But for me, yep. um, a dream project was Errand Boys. Like that mm -hmm. was like very much telling what I right. wanted to tell with a great artist. And uh, Frank Svetkovic was uh, the um, letterer and uh, Adam Nave and, and Al Anderson, they um, edited it and it was just, it was cool. That was really cool. Um, I think my dream project right now um, would just be to keep working with people I genuinely like, like Adam. I, lo I mean, I love writing about myself and I love co-writing with Adam. Okay. Um, Nick Brokenshire, the guy who drew Amelia Coleman's The Future Queen. I, I want to work with him again. Yeah, um, cool. Robert Love, Robert Wilson, uh, Vasily Godzillis, who drew uh, the bigger and biggest bangs. Like, I think it's, it's about like, cultivating um cool relationships and being able to find a way to tell personal but still like obviously like the name of the game is entertainment and fun but to be able to tell personal stories that mean a lot to all the creators and we all are invested in it creatively uh, that's all i really want to be honest yeah i like that i like that too very very humble way to go about it in this day and age and I want to make tons of money. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm smart because I'm in comics. <laughs> Obviously like the surefire way to like get it. there. Um, well, and kind of, you know, other than the heaps and heaps and wads and, you know, giant vault rooms full of money, um, you know, why you were talking about how personal these stories are. You know, what do you want people to get out of them? Like, what's a message that you hope people take away from your comics? Um, I just, I, you know, I, I think, well, every one of them is, you know, a little different, uh, but I, I do like to uh, tell stories that feel, once you strip away all the fantasy and the adventure, and the, that they still feel personal. And whether a reader gets what I find about the stories or if they find something else that maybe I don't even know that they, they take from the stories. Um, I, I just want, I want readers to be moved and entertained. And, you know, like certainly with like Amelia Cole and Once in the Future Queen, I, I love the idea of readers identifying with these really cool different heroes um, who are becoming more and more commonplace in a lot of ways, which is yeah. amazing and great and was the hope. Um, and for errand boys, you know, stuff like that, like I like, it's a, it has themes of family and, and not just, traditional family but all the various ways uh that one can find a family like i look at you right now and like you're a family you know we're a comics family yeah. like, like mm. i don't know I, just, I want people to find entertainment and um maybe just a little just you know occasionally maybe be a little uplifted by by my silly little books about people running really fast and jumping off things and explosions <laughs> there you go uh, yeah so so my, awesome. my life i get it you're, right. you're tired yeah. of, of writing about my life uh, well you know i mean one day you're gonna charge me for it and that's the problem oh no no i'm good i'm lazy Alrighty, so um you know, we always ask everybody what the worst review that we've ever gotten, but we're since it's a hundredth episode, we got to do the opposite. We got to make it, you know, different. What's the best review you've ever gotten? 
You know, I don't even know. I mean, <laughs> you know, honestly, the, I mean, uh, fan base press has been very, like one of the few uh, comic sites uh, that reviewed Aaron boys and uh, this lady, um, great writer named Michelle Brittany. She just, I, I liked that all of, I, not even, I'm not even picking a specific one, but she really read the book. Do you know what I, if, not yeah. just like skimmed it or looked at the art or read it quickly. Like I, I could tell she was looking into the themes and it was always really nice to see what she had to say. And also probably the best review is um, when my wife's, wife's reading one of my books and looks at me and has this look on her face and then she starts crying slightly. <laughs> I'm like, all right, it worked. No, I mean, not that I want to make her cry, but yeah. um, the, <laughs> she, she's, just, she's like this very expressive, emotional, like super strong, tough person, but like she's not afraid to have her feelings uh, show. And um, there's an occasional, like in each of my books, most of them, you know, uh, there's something like with Aaron boys that she sees and maybe it's, you know, she gets from them and just bringing out that kind of emotion. And then ultimately like when the book's over a feeling of like satisfaction at the ending, um, like a uh, sense of completion. And like, she went on a journey to me, that's the best review. Oh, and also just with like the nice things that you guys say, or if I'm at a comic convention Aww. and somebody comes and, and, you know, bought like volume three of Amelia last year and this year they buy four and five or something. That's a great review. You know, yeah. or at Emerald City, there was this uh, young lady, and I, I, she's dressed as some, like, I, I can't remember, like, a video game character, I think, because she's with her friend, and she walked up and was just like, this is a book I was telling you about to her friend and pointed at Amelia. And, you know, and then they walked off, but they're like, oh, cool, yeah, you know, and she's going to borrow it from her. That's awesome. That's a great review. Yeah. I always tell you, that's one of my favorite books, so I love Amelia Cole. That's a great, thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you so much, DJ, for being on our show again. Third time's a charm. Hopefully we'll have you back for a fourth again soon yeah, for we your will. next project. Um, it's been so wonderful to talk with you. Um, you can Everybody can pick up all of his comics all over. Go to your local comic book shop. Go to Comixology. Pick up Aaron Boys. Check it out. Um, Bigger Bang, Biggest Bang, Amelia Cole, Once and Future Queen. And do you have another one, right? Uh, Never Ending uh, with Robert Love. Yes. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. a fun little book, too. Look yep. them up. They're all incredible. Um, we love you, DJ. Thank you so much for, for being back on the show. No, thanks. thanks. Big thanks to all of you. I appreciate I love talking to you, and I appreciate <laughs> um, the interest in indie comics and, and just uh, your kindness. It's uh, it's great. And here's to 100 more episodes. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Thank Yay. you. Welcome back. Uh, we have the amazing Fred Van Lente with us today. We are so excited to have you back on the show. It's been a long time since we've talked to you. It was August 10th of 2016. Wow. Also young men. I know. Yeah, all of us How were. we've all changed. How many dreams we we had. <laughs> And since then, <laughs> and that was before I joined the podcast, so I'm excited to get to that talk is. to you for the first That's time. That's right, um, she's our new host. So I know I've excellent. Welcome, on. thank you. <laughs> I mean, you're you're a pro now. It's yeah. been years, so um, yeah, it's been a little while. We talked about Generation Zero yeah. before, but we're excited. From Valiant Comics, our right. good old friends at Valiant, amazing, and we're excited to check back in with you. How are things going? How's your life? What are you working on? Uh, you know, everything's pretty, pretty terrific. Uh, no significant complaints. Uh, <laughs> what am I working on? Uh, I have a book coming out from Valiant next month. Ooh. Ooh, perfect timing. Called, called Lords. Yes. It's, Sorry. The, it's the last of the, of the big nineties Valiant books to get rebooted. And it's very cool. And I'm very excited to be doing it with, uh, Renato Guedes, who's turning in this amazing, painted artwork oh wow yeah uh, 
I keep trying to like stump him with crazy science fiction concepts and <laughs> monsters and ships and powers and things, but he keeps knocking out of the ballpark. Which I want terrific. somebody eating their own mouth. And then he just, right. and you're just like, how did you do this? <laughs> He'd do it. He'd do it. <laughs> That's amazing. What drew yeah. you to that project? Uh, they, uh, they were sort of, uh, it grew out of, I was actually working on a completely different project and they liked the script I did and they liked the concept, but they were like, you know, thinking about it, we thought this might actually be more appropriate for the Silord's property we have. Um, and the, the concept essentially is it's four astronauts wake up with their memory wipes on an alien jail and they can't remember how they got there or what they did to be imprisoned or, you know, where they are really. Yeah. Uh, they also have these totally insane freaky powers hmm. that they can use to break out of, of the jail and figure out what's going on. And what the connection is to these Psylords that everybody keeps talking about. That's awesome. So yeah, so it's sort of a, it's a, it's a science. It's it's basically Escape from Alcatraz, but in space. But in space. Nice. And if Alcatraz was like an entire planet. I'm down. I can't wait. I can't wait to see planet prison planet. <laughs> I cannot wait. For that. I I love what Valiant's doing with all like bringing everything back and like you've done work. Uh, you, um, you you worked on a few of the other like rebooted projects like Exo yeah, Manowar, the, right? Uh, no, this no. it's funny. Silent sort of spans out of Matt Kent's uh, Exo Manowar run in a certain way, but I worked on Archer Armstrong. Yes, uh, that's right. Uh, Ivar Time Walker. Obviously, we already mentioned Generation Zero. I did a yeah. book yeah. called War Mother for them, which is set in sort of their four thousand one AD yeah. realm world. Um, but yeah, I really enjoy working with them. I love sort of reinventing old properties and, and, and doing something that's straight up science fiction is something I don't get to do a lot of. Yeah. So that, that's sort of a fun, super fun opportunity. After you were done with uh, generation zero, like, um, did you move on to another project? Like, I mean, how do you feel about like, kind of like, you know, working on that storyline and then jumping onto your next project? Like what, was there anything, especially since Valiant has this whole universe together, did that influence anything at all? Yeah, no, I mean, uh, they, they give you a lot of freedom. And, and you know, the first Valiant uh, movie is coming out next yes. summer. Yeah. Bloodshot with Vin Diesel. So that's it's sort of an exciting time to be uh, involved in the company. So Absolutely. so we're having a really good time. And it's a really close-knit group, and it's just a lot of fun to uh, – they give you a lot of freedom over there, which is, which is as a creator, it's really special and exciting. Oh, that's so cool. That's really awesome to hear. And, and kind of to that point, as a creator, you know, what do you want people to get from your work? Like, what's the thing that you hope people take away from your writing and from your, your creations? Um, I like sort of providing the full package. I like stories that have a lot of humor and drama, but also a lot of sort of oh shit moments and, and <laughs> A little bit of scariness to it as well. I yeah. mean, I, 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 I like the, I like entertainments that are, that are sort of like life like that. You know, like you know, Alan Moore is a great quote that if you're lucky, your life, you know, or your life is is a mixture of comedy and tragedy and drama. And if you're lucky, a little bit of porn, <laughs> um, which is a fun fun expression. So I sort of like that. I like I like things that have the the whole. Uh, I like to be try to be the complete package. Yeah. That's awesome. What does that kind of drive you towards science fiction as well? Because it's got so many of those elements and puts your characters in interesting spaces. You know, to be honest with you, I, I, I my interests are super well rounded. Um, so, 
Uh, I've done sort of satire, like Arthur Armstrong. Yeah. I've heard Time Walker is a time travel story, obviously. Um, Psylords is sort of straight up space opera. Um, and, uh, you know, and I also did like work for Marvel for years and Spider-Man and Iron Man. I was one of, I was one of the Conan writers very recently. So I've yeah. done fantasy. Um, I just, I have a lot of interests. <laughs> As most and, geeks do. <laughs> yeah. And, and, I, and I, and I like being able to explore them. Like, uh, my buddy Ryan, Duff, like I do a lot of nonfiction as well. I do a lot of nonfiction comics. So, uh, one of the things I spent a lot of time on post generation zero is, Ryan Dunlavey and I, uh, who I've done a lot of comics with, like the comic book history of comics and action presidents. Yeah. We yeah. did a, uh, we did a, uh, we're doing, I should say, a series for um, HarperCollins kids called Action Presidents that, that hmm. are these great little hardback books that sort of give little mini biographies, all the presidents in our That is country, really you know. cool. Yeah. That's and we just found out today, it was just announced today that we were nominated for an award uh, I'm trying to find the. Which award it is? It it it's it's an award. <laughs> He's won so many; it's hard to keep I, track. <laughs> uh, it's the Excellence in Graphic Literature Awards. That's awesome, though. Congratulations! How exciting! That's really cool. Who's your favorite president from your research? <laughs> I was a history major, so I have to ask. <laughs> well, you know, I, I'd have to say Teddy Roosevelt. Um, just because of his, you know, he pretty much founded progressivism in America as we currently know it. I mean, his whole shtick was he was sort of trying to save capitalism from itself. You know, he's somebody who was very, really born to privilege, but spent a lot of his time, uh, you know, making sure our, our everybody's food was safe to eat and that we had, you know, parks yeah. to go to that were free, you, you know, that discriminate on the basis it's of a being solid choice. Uh, you know, yeah, I mean, he did a lot of sketchy stuff, but it's hard <laughs> to be president without doing sketchy stuff. Uh, but, uh, but I, I, would I respect Teddy's that. That's guy. a solid, solid answer. Yeah, that is really cool. It, since you're kind of doing this whole, you know, like nonfiction part, is there anything that you've actually would really like to, to write about like a, a specific person or an actual like event? There is, and I'm currently doing it, so I can't really talk Ooh. about it. Oh, then what's your second? <laughs> when when do we find out what it is? Is it coming around I the bend or the a little way? I, I hope by the fall. The artist and I hope to announce it by the fall. Awesome. So keep Perfect. your ears out, listeners. Can you tell? Eyes? Is it with a comic book publisher <laughs> or like Harper Collins? Uh, neither. Ooh. Oh, okay. Cool. That that's that is really interesting. All right. So, I mean, oh, what else have you, you know, what else have you kind of worked on? Was there a specific, a, actually, what what was a, like a specific project that actually like really kind of, you know, like uh, not really opened your mind, but like that, that really uh, impacted you that you've worked on probably since, yeah, since Generation Zero. Sure. Well, uh, I've written my second prose novel that came out last year yeah. from Quirk, which is a divi division of Random House. And that was called The Con Artist. And it was about a comic book artist who's accused of murdering his editor at the San Diego Comic-Con. <laughs> not based on a true story. Uh, not based on my Comic-Con last year, so that's good. <laughs> <laughs> what? I, I was there last year. I didn't see you kill anybody. So. <laughs> good. <laughs> that he can report legally. And that was a fun project to sort of distill, you know, my 15 years or so of being in the industry into sort of a, a fiction piece and, yeah. and reference a bunch of different things, and that was that was a lot of fun. 
That's awesome. And I had a really nice reaction to it from the people in the industry, which is terrific. When did that come out? Last That's July. Last yeah. July. Almost okay. the entire year ago, yeah. That's that is awesome. so cool. Awesome. So you, you can check that out too, listeners. Yeah. Uh, and so this is our 100th episode for indie Congrats. comics thank you thank, thank you. you we're we're pretty excited about it and it's so <laughs> great to to check in with you and, and with so many other amazing creators and to that point kind of what what draws you to independent comics you talked a little bit about valiant and how they give you kind of the freedom to tell your own story what matters to you about independent comics what makes you love them what do you think of the field right now well, I mean, as a reader, I, I just like being excited by the new. Like, I get, yeah. you know, I, I'm not, I, you know, franchises are all well and good from time to time. But, yeah. but I, I like seeing new things. And as a creator, you know, these companies, as wonderful as many of them are, are very – they're very corporate-driven. They're very editorial-driven. A lot of times you're being told – yeah, the, the the high level stuff is being dictated to you. So it's it's exciting to be in an environment where you can sort of set your own course and follow your own instincts. That's wonderful. Yeah. What kind of stories do you like to read? Uh, you know, I like to read a lot of different things. Uh, I'm really enjoying my colleague Josh Dysart's Life and Death of Toyo Harada at oh, uh, okay. uh, Valiant, which is sort of the conclusion of his big Imperium Harbinger run. Yep. Uh, I'm reading a wonderful novel by Kate Atkinson called Transcription. Hmm. That's about a young woman who gets involved uh, with spies, spy stuff in London during World War II. Ah, okay. uh, that's it's, very cool. It's terrific. Um, I do a lot for work. Yeah. So it's 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 I I, I I I could tell you more of my reading list, but it would give away the <laughs> the secrets. <laughs> Got it. The, the subject matter of the uh, of the mystery nonfiction project I'm currently working on. That's but, uh, awesome. It seems like there's a lot to come from you, though, which is really exciting. We may have to have you back on the show again soon for a yeah, new we'll, project. We'll do, That'd be terrific. Oh, perfect. Thank you so much. But, uh, yeah. And, oh, okay, cool. So, we oh, this, this is actually something that we started way after him. <laughs> so, we started asking people on the show what their worst review is, but now that it's a 100th episode, we're doing the spin on it. Okay. What is the best review that you've ever gotten? I, I had a friend, like, one of the things writers do is, like, they ask that a writer friends for pull quotes. And, like, I asked a friend, I did, was, I did a, I did a indie book for, I did a creator-owned book for Dark Horse called Resurrectionists. And mm, yeah. I, I asked a writer friend for a blurb, and he said something to the effect of, Fred Van Lenti is a great creator. Every, like he said, every comic he does reinvents the form. Ooh. Oh. I was like, are you fucking with me? Like, I thought he was like, <laughs> I thought he was like, fuck it. Like, he was like, here, dick, have a, have a pull, you know, have a, yeah. have a like, ridiculously over-the-top pull quote. And and I but I was like fuck it I'll let Dark Horse decide whether or not to run with it and they did they put it on the cover wow. and then my mother looked at it and she just read out loud like she couldn't believe somebody said this about me she was like Ben stop form what are they talking about so that that's the case <laughs> almost a, a, a review being too good I think it's maybe accurate so yeah. well, I appreciate that and, and I I choose to believe there as you well. go. And, and you can exactly. continue. It's a lot of pressure, actually, because yeah. now you have to keep That's doing right. it, right? That's right. I've got to like just keep. You know, I'm I'm a Highlander. I've got to keep <laughs> right? going immortal. <laughs> exactly. I, I love your Archer and Armstrong so much, like so Thank much. Thank you. So I know from Immortals, then I guess. Right? <laughs> 
Well, thank you so much for joining us. Um, Psylords is coming out next month, it sounds like, from Valiant. Yes, June, the third Wednesday in June, whatever that the is. The third Wednesday in June, everybody. Yeah. Don't miss it. We can't wait to see what's around the bend for you. It sounds like lots of exciting things, so we'll definitely have to follow up. Um, great, guys. And thank you so much for joining us for our 100th episode. Yeah. It thank was you, so Fred, great to talk with you again. more. Yes. Yes. And a thousand more. And then 10,000. I'm just kidding. That's, That's a right. little That's... ambitious, but I think we can pull it off. Okay, yeah, we can do it. <laughs> One podcast Please. an hour. I hope that you enjoyed all those interviews, folks. I don't know. It's a, I don't it's know a why weird. you're so quiet. We, we've never like done a like, you know, we usually just sit and record and then we're done. We've never hope done you like, like a, that montage of interviews. We hope you like all the stuff we put together for you. This podcast is brought to you by Montage. Montage. Um, yeah, we're here again. We're back. Just three we're of back? us. We're back to we're talk back. a little more. I, I got Canadian for a second. I don't know where that came from. Um, what are you talking about? <laughs> but, uh. We just wanted to wrap it up and okay. kind of talk a little bit about, you know, episode 100. Here's yeah. to the next 100. Uh, what are what are we Clink. working on? What are we doing? We're trying to find more amazing creators. And, like, I know I've been doing a lot of the programming, and I, I try really hard to find things that are, like, coming out right after the episode comes out. So it's like, you can actively go right now and get this. And, you know, there's a trade coming out, or, you know, the next issue is here. Um, and there's so many amazing things happening right now in comics, but we also have incredible old trades that we want to feature. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, what do you guys see as the future of the podcast? What what drives you forward? Getting to see me every month, twice I'm, a month. I mean, um, <laughs> you know, I, I will say this. Um, not not to bring it down, but I, I want to start off with a criticism. Oh, no, I'm not even really I'm just being overdramatic. No, no, no. I'm just joking. So, um, you know, like the beginning. What is the worst review I've ever gotten right now from I know, Tyler? That's what I was, kind of, I was trying to do. It's I was like, happening. What's, I was like, what's the worst interview I'm you've ever gotten? I'm living it. Um, no, but like, so. It's like Maddie's a terrible go, host. Go, I think we need to evaluate this on air. We need a different Maddie. No, uh, <laughs> this clone is not working out. I will call my evil twin. She'll be much better. Um, no, I, I think like one thing I, I would say is that um, I. I like the fact that we're doing so many current things, but I, I, one thing I do miss and that we, I think po- possibly we can do in some format yeah. is going back and doing like an old school comic like we used totally. to. Um, you know, I think we can do that. We, we'll find a cool spin on it. Either yeah. if we can't find a creator, maybe having a who dat and stuff like who that. We'll, we'll, we'll go. I want, I I'm, want. I'm, it, oh, I'm fairly certain we could. It just depends how far back you go. Now, if you're talking like yeah. uh, an indie comic from like Let's the silver, from, from the silver age, uh, yeah. okay. you're, you're, you're probably going to be hard pressed to find something. Well, that I mean, could be a, ho- a cool, like, gringy gree thing, too. I mean, yeah, I'll tell exactly. you right now, one of the ultimate ones to do, I mean, if we were able to get a hold of them or something, is, is, is have a. Uh, what's his name? The Watchman. Alan oh, Moore. Alan, Alan Moore. Moore. If we were able to talk to Alan Moore. If he crawls out of his like, hole, yeah, we'll do yeah, that I one. That, I mean, that, I mean, that'd just be calls, freaking amazing. But, yeah. Because, yeah. you know, he has such an enduring legacy. It's not yeah. just Watchmen. I mean, he's done plenty for DC and Marvel, the, 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 them too. He's busy acting as the Wizard of Shazam right now. That <laughs> <laughs> He actually would have been the, the perfect wizard for well, Shazam. And, but to your point, <laughs> There's been a lot of cursing in that movie. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> that's the thing that we're, you know, we're talking about the future of indie comics. And we were saying, you know, we're going to do the segment at the end. And I'm like, but... We don't really know, you know. Like There's obviously, so much we to have, talk about. yeah, but we have so many plans. But at the end of the day, like this is a growing, living thing. Yeah. Like that's the cool thing about this podcast. Yeah. It's not like we plan. You know, we have a few months out of like who we want to talk to and all that stuff. But at the end of the day, like we will create side things. We will, you know, have other random segments. We will bring in new things as it grows and develops over time, just like it has. You know, we've talked yeah. about from the beginning how different it is now, and I'm sure it'll be very different. I can offer 200. something. Well, I can offer something about what what we see where we're going. One yeah. thing that I would like to see us in the future. I mean, 
We've <laughs> kind of seen it already somewhat. But what I want to start seeing is in future in future episodes that we do with the works that we pick, I want the book not only to be written by by the same guy, but the art done by the same guy too. That he was both artist and writer. We've done that before. Well, yeah, but he also had a team with him. I'm talking about someone solely doing doing everything. I thought Ryan Odagawa was pretty much the guy who did everything well, himself. Well, and yeah, then, but remember, Barbara Kiesel was also doing the editing too. I'm talking. Well, everybody yeah, has an right. editor. Nobody nobody edits yeah. their own book. <laughs> you you for, you're you're forgetting the one from Antarctic Press, the one in which he literally was doing the art and the writing all at the same well, time. Well, I'm sure we can find. I know, but he had an editor too. So everybody will have an editor. If yeah, it's everybody has to have an editor. If they're putting somebody's putting money into it, that guy has an editor. <laughs> yeah, or just you know, in general, like people, like my friend's writing a fantasy series, and I'm editing it. Yeah. But like, you know, you always have somebody to help out. But yeah, I mean, I think we could totally look for, you know, unique opportunities to feature different people. And for for me, it's too like something that's really important to me moving forward is diversity. Um, I think we do a pretty good job of that, but we can always do better. And like specifically, um, there are some creators that like we, you know, we don't have a ton of black creators. We don't have a ton of, you know, like I want to have some awesome black ladies come on the pot. Let me know. We want to feature, you know, strong voices and unique voices and people that, you know, like, like it. We understand, too, I think this is, you know, again, not to bring it down, but the reality of the industry is even in independent comics, a lot of people are with the studio. And guess what? That still means more men than women. That still means, you know, more, you know, certain races get priority. Like, it's just the way that the world is. And I think we have an opportunity then to feature comics that maybe, you know, aren't as popular yet or people don't know about as much. And so, you know, I want to find more of those voices, too, and and, and feature them. I hope know how much we celebrate and love diversity yeah. and that we want it's so important. everybody to be able to tell their story and tell it the way they want it to be told. And, um, and, and if we have... aren't listening to those stories, what's the point, you know, like, yeah. like that's everything is to understand different We have some really diverse, awesome stuff coming up. So, I mean, I guess like some other things we could do is like, I would love for any comments to be a panel. Yeah. But you know, we're working our way there. We're still doing our panels and yeah. stuff. It's just, you know, we got to get this show, you know, yeah, you know, the best way to get us, you know, is to tweet at us. Um, rate, review, using Twitter. subscribe. Um, it's a real thing. It really helps us. It yeah, gets please the rate podcast us, out us. there. Other people will see it. Tell your friends about it. Yeah, we're available on everything. Spotify, Stitcher, uh, you know, Google iTunes. Podcasts, and iTunes, everything. Like, we're, yeah. we are on everything now. And so... Um, everywhere, at every turn. So that, that always helps. And, yeah. yeah. But thank you guys so much for listening to 100 episodes. But, like, we're not it's, done yet. But, like, yeah. I mean, it's incredible. I mean, this is... And, and really, that's you guys' legacy. I mean, I just kind of hopped in the last, like, 30-some. But... This is an incredible, (laughs) but it's gotten so much better. And this, this, and that's the thing also about this show. Um, I guess like not like too much, but like, I want another cast member who is an artist comes from an art background to be asking those kind of questions and to have that representation. I think that's one thing that we are lacking is none of us know how to do art. None of us can draw. I, I can't draw anything. And, you know, so, um, yeah, that's something that we're looking into. If you actually like, I mean, we we want writers. We want anything. If you want to help GGG in any format whatsoever, we have writers in Hawaii. We have writers Reach in Arizona. Out. I mean, everywhere. Um, please, you know, please email us. You can contact us on the website. It goes directly to me, and uh, I read everything. So, um, please please let us know if you live in Southern California and you think you might be a good fit with us. Please please email. Or if me. you live anywhere and want to write articles for the website or just want to be yeah. involved, like we are a community and you're a part of it. Like yeah. you are our listeners, all five of you. 
including my mom. No, I'm just <laughs> my mom doesn't listen to this. Neither does my mom. Um, that's a good thing. We're unsupportive. <laughs> but, you know, like, you guys are so important. You're why we do this. You are our community. And if you want to get involved or if you want to ask us questions or if you want to see a certain artist or writer featured or comic or, you know, like any of that, like, it, we have social media. We all reply to it. It's us, you know. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm posting the Instagrams from conventions, like, or if you see us at a convention, like, please say hi. Like, we, you know, that's what special. Have shirts on. Right. That's what's special about this community. You, if mean, I'm not... I, you mean I do usually? Yeah. <laughs> Jeff represents one day. At one I'm time. usually in a random cosplay. So, like, if you see Sailor Moon with someone in an indie comic, I'm, shirt. All, I'm also doing all the social media too. So follow us on yeah. social media too. Yeah, follow us, and you know, just be a part of it. Reach out. You know, we want we want to talk to you. We want to share this with you. Um, this is a really wonderful community, and it's going to continue to grow. And you know, I think we have wonderful, awesome things ahead. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't have anything else to say. Just... <laughs> I think that's it. I think, you know, episodes more. Here's to the next 100. More brains, heart, and soul. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for listening. We love you so much. We're so excited for what's ahead. We've got a lot of great stuff coming this year. And, you know, for our next 100, 200, 500, 8,000 episodes. Yeah. We'll live to 9 million. 1 million. 1 million episodes. (laughs) You guys are great. We love you. Thanks for listening to Indie Comics. Oh, also, I think I have to tell you official things. <laughs> Here you go. Here's the normal outro that you love so much. <laughs> Everybody's favorite part of the podcast. Thank you for listening. You can check out our other podcasts on iTunes and all podcast apps, as we just mentioned. And you can check out our website at thegrandgeekgathering.com for our articles, videos, and more. You can stay updated on our Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and we stream on Twitch. Okay, we will. We will stream <sighs> on Twitch. My friend and I got really drunk and played Doki Doki the other night, and her name's Gen- Gen- Genevieve Marie. She's on some of our panels now, and we should just stream on the GGG Twitch, so that might happen. Buckle oh, my God. Up. We're about to get to the insane part, guys. Follow us on Twitch. Um, the intro is provided by Cranston. You can buy all the amazing comics that we talked about today at your local comic book shop or online. Check out Comixology. Just look up the title, and there's a million ways to buy each one, but I really do suggest if you can, go to your local shop. A lot of the times they can order stuff for you. Yeah. They're super nice there. That's a great community. Um, talk to your, your folks at your local Support shop. Support local uh, businesses. Yeah. Also, go back to our web, um, go back onto the episodes and, and listen to them. Listen to the interviews. Listen, yeah. you know, and... Um, and all of those articles, I have every single link that you'll need for social yes. media and also to purchase them as well. So, you know, check them out. Rate, review, subscribe. It really helps us. Share it with your friends. You know, retweet us. Facebook, all the socials. Tell my mom she should listen. Yeah. Tell Tyler's mom. <laughs> you are amazing. We appreciate you so much. We're so glad that you are part of the, gra- the gathering. Have a great week. And GGG 100. We did 100 it. episodes. We made it. Wait. <laughs> Take it to the zone. <laughs> Shadow zone. Shadow zone. <laughs> <laughs>